Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. AEW Full Gear 2021. Post show in full effect here. Captain Brunch or Simon Anthony with Destin Soglo Frazier. Man, next week can I be depressing? Just kidding. Oh, why? Let me have another pay-per-view next week, don't you? <laughs> yeah, it's just that champion versus champion thing all night long. Yeah, don't count them out. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even do it that time. Look at you. I can't do it. We decided to wait 24 hours and bring you this post show tonight because they went off the air late justifiably so with everything that they had going on i wanted to make sure we bring you the best coverage not the fastest coverage and, uh, that is why we are here now so shout out to everybody in the chat room and of course all of those listening to us all of the places where popular podcasts are found including apple podcasts spotify iHeartRadio, stitcher TuneIn, soundcloud google podcasts and all of those other wonderful places if you send me your podcast send it from one of those don't send me a YouTube clip or a YouTube video. Just thought I would throw that in there. I know I get a lot of links to different things and stuff going on in the world. So, Dyn- Dynamite, Rampage, and then we finally led into full gear. So, like you guys know we do, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened throughout the week. Because we're not going to cover it on tomorrow's main show. And then we're going to go into all of the events, the results. And we're going to bring you what our thoughts were about this interesting event and whether or not i hated it a lot of you guys assumed that because i didn't do the show last night that it's because they thought it sucked i don't know maybe it did right i noticed you didn't sell that you didn't try to say anything contrary to the fact right you didn't go no (laughs) you just let it stay there like that (laughs) all i'm saying is as many of the ease little ass backwards pay-per-views we survived and y'all think we wouldn't cover this because it sucked come on Come on. So before we get into uh, the pay-per-view, the one thing I want to cover a little bit of stuff that was happening on Dynamite. And uh, they start with Brian Danielson versus Rocky Romero. Really not going to go into clips of the match or anything like that. But what I find interesting is that what's happening with chaos, where like every time someone came on this Dynamite, they called them a new member of chaos. Thank you for the host there. Cool. What, like, what, did you catch that? Like, everyone was a member of Chaos now? What, did I miss an episode? You know, of, I didn't even catch that. Like, Chris Statlander, they were like Chris Statlander and the best friends and Orange Cassidy, new members of Chaos. And then, uh, what's his name? Brian Cage came out and they were like a new, another new member of Chaos. What the hell's that? At first, I thought it was like a joke. Like, ah, ha, 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 And then it was like, wait a minute. Are you guys like, <laughs> like, like, am I, like, how forbidden is this door now? They were having crossovers to chaos members that are not even part of the stable. I thought that maybe there was a New Japan thing you saw that I didn't, where there was a chaos crossover. No? Oh God, I mean, I, I hadn't heard about one, but I mean... <laughs> Apparently there was one, you know, like... They, they, <laughs> I guess O'Connor said, fuck it, we're not just going over there, we're recruiting to. Yeah, I was just surprised when I was hearing about chaos. It was just like, okay, I guess they're members of chaos. Is that what, is, is because Rocky Romero's here? Did he recruit them? I That's mean, why he came out because Rocky Romero I mean, came out a, with he's them. He's Okada's best friend, so you know. So they're trying well, to do a little bit of crossover here. Well, they're best friends, you know. To make it halfway, is one side. How bad would it be to team with the best friends and you don't have a, po- a proper best friendship? Wouldn't that be a bitch? You guys aren't he even real best friends. Okada, Okada just goes. 
Meh. Wait a minute. Oh my god, I just thought of something they need to do at some point. I don't give a shit what show they need to do it on. What? Okada goes for the Rainmaker pose, and all the best friends come in for the hug. Yeah. Want to be in another fucking dimension because they use the same shot for both ones. Yeah, you could do all kinds of stuff with this stable. You know what I mean? The best friends, the reluctant best friends. Once Zoe Stark and Io Shirai get here, they could be like reluctant best friends. You know? They'll be like the backup friends because let's be real. Io's, Io's calling Zoe only when all her other friends say no. <laughs> we all got that one friend, the fucking last resort. That one where it's like, fuck, I gotta call you now. So the best friends and everybody is in chaos now. Chaos is a gigantic stable. Everybody but Nakamura is in chaos. I never thought I'd see today. Yeah, well, Nakamura's in GT, so... Uh. The actual leader of Chaos is hanging out with some guy with a guitar. <laughs> That's how it would look. I'm not, nothing with a championship that they hardly ever let him defend. <laughs> nothing against Rick Boogs, but if someone wasn't tuning in and knew, like, the lore of all this and then jumped in now, he'd be like, how come the King of Strong Style's here with the guitar guy? Or with, and and who's, this, who's this guy, Orange, who's in Chaos? <laughs> what happened? So uh, in Dynamite, we didn't even get to enjoy Judas thanks to Dan Lambert and America's top team. They literally, I didn't expect it to because you know what? Judas is one of those things where I'm still in the moment. So it's just like, yeah, we are beautiful. It's like, oh, you guys ruined it. This, this was my, this was my Judas for the week. Yeah, I was just like, this was my Judas for the week and you guys ruined it. it, it it's like the AEW equivalent of like when somebody would interrupt Triple H during the spit pop. Yeah, like, it it was never just... happens. So it never registers that somebody else is there. No, I really didn't. I was just like, what are you guys doing here? It happened it startled me i was like oh fuck america's top team gets real heat doing stuff like that like they're like killing that song like they've shit on that song several times and like this time they didn't even have the courtesy to bring paid van zandt so that i could at least stare at her ass as the compensation for not hey, being like, able no, to sing judas. Just shit, no, yeah it was just like no i can't even stare at this paid van zandt's ass like yeah jamie hater makes for it later on but still that whole segment was ruined without judas i kid <laughs> anyway but this ends proper heel heat this culminates proper hashtag proper heel hit. This culminates with Lambert uh, putting Jericho through a table. I give them a lot of credit for even having the balls to do something like this because of the fact that Lambert doesn't know what he was doing. And it shows in the way that this is executed here. Look at this. Well, I think the motive is obvious. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, I don't give him that much shit just because he's not exactly an athlete, but still. Whew. Don't draw him. Right, yeah, please don't draw us. I guess that's why everybody else was there to make sure we didn't have that issue. But they didn't really do that good of a job. If he would have messed up, they would nobody would have prevented anything. That's what I didn't like about it. You know, Wheelie Yuta fell off of the uh, <laughs> the thing. What can uh, I say? That motherfucker got re- renamed to Spare Yuta. Yeah, let's get that off here real quick. Just of a Cinemark Select Theaters. Wheeler Yuta is a very oh. Whoop. He stumbled, that oh. yeah, he went stumbled and Wardlow just took advantage. I like that Wardlow gave him that big slam because uh, big guys tend to do that when you're when you're a flippy guy. At least back in the day, like if you were a flippy guy and during a sequence you botch like that, they'd make you pay for it. Like the recovery would be them kicking oh, yeah. your ass. I've seen it happen before. It's fucking terrible. There was this one time Cesaro back when he was Claudio. Was I the, know what you're about to mention. It's generic, right? Mm-hmm. There was this one time where Generico bot. I don't even remember what Generico botched, but man, he picked him up and like power bombed him and like didn't let go, and then like just power bombed him again and didn't let go, and then just kept swinging him around like doing like the swing and then power bombed him again, 
and then the dark <laughs> like a sit like a sit out power bomb still holding him. Like he, I could tell that it wasn't part of the thing, and and Generico just sold it. It was just like that's rough, man. I thought he was pissed at you. Like, at least he handled been it. Been in hell. <laughs> yeah, it was power bomb hell for him. <laughs> but yeah, says he never boxed wrestling Cesaro again, though. Wheeler Yuta is this guy the first jobber of AEW? Like he seems like a jobber, right? He just comes out and dies all the time. I, I feel like yeah. And it's weird because I didn't know too much about him, but I've known Chuck Taylor like for for years, for de- if not decades since he started. I've watched Chuck Taylor and, and freaking PWG and everywhere else. And I guess just because of the company he kept, I looked at this guy and just said he must, you know, he must turn out to be someone solid. I'm, I'm I guess I was wrong. He's the piece of meat. <laughs> Literally, like the, the he's the bullet guy. monkey of the best friends. Yeah, I feel back. I thought that we were doing something with him. No, he gets killed, man. There's no way to recover this guy now. I, all I all I could think of is him getting killed constantly. Hey, somebody gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, more heat for the upcoming match with Matt Hardy, with the House of Hardy, with Orange Cassidy. He pulls out an old, uh, well, not really old, old, but an old Hardy trick. I've always felt this is one of the spots I would never. This to me is, con- is considered a real bad spot in wrestling, man. I when I first saw the Hardys when they feuded, I couldn't believe it. I was like, no way, man. It's so it's such a, like, it's one of those spots where it has to go perfect. And it's crazy because the usually, slightest thing goes wrong, you're fucked. I always figured at first that that's why they only mainly do it on each other. But they've hit other people with it. You know, you got to know how to take that. Not for nothing. What? Thanks yeah. for the whole story. There has to be a level of trust to be like, because basically he hits uh, Orange Cassidy with the twist of hate, which for those who don't know, it's a twist of fate with uh, a chair wrapped around him. Yeah, taking this. Like, like, you he takes it safely. Trust in somebody to take that spot. The way Jeff takes it, you have to have trust. Because Jeff, because oh, yeah, because Jeff doesn't like Jeff doesn't use his arms at all to kind of go. He just goes. He pancakes out like it's a regular twist of fate, and his head's just. And I've never understood how the Hardys don't kill each other when they're feuding and wonder because like yo, you literally just take it regular. There's no. This is a safe one though. Like if you look at his, his legs here. Yeah. What the hell, Matt? It's the. Oh! See, he took it on his knees like a yeah, stunner. I still up. wouldn't take. I don't care. But it's such a I, scary spot. So it's like that's why I credit anybody who's ever like, okay, I'll go for it because that has to be one of the scariest fucking spots. I've seen Jeff take it like fuck my neck, man, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's my neck. <laughs> like like yeah. when, when 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 I saw Jeff first take it, I thought Jeff died, and then I saw it again, and I thought he died again. Like <laughs> it's just a fucking uncomfortable spot. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. Because because it, it's like you have to be a hundred percent aware. Of where that chair is because you have to know to stop your body because if you don't you are going to fuck yourself up mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and, like uh, like cassidy knew exactly where the chair was and knew exactly the best way he was gonna have to go to where he did not get hurt yeah that's what that i would never take it you know like i said they, they must have practiced at home which obviously they have the ring and everything yeah you know yeah and that's what that's what spots you have to practice it but even at home you could like, die you know yeah that's why they used to run those commercials that nobody ever listened to. Don't try this at home. So um, the other stuff that adds fuel to the full gear was the pull-apart, the CM Punk pull-apart with uh, Eddie Kingston. They have one of those with these two. What made me laugh about this is that this is the first time we're seeing them since last week's pull-apart <laughs> that we talked about on here. And then it's another pull-apart. I'm like, these guys went right back to work and continued their projects. Those are good workers, man. They came back to, to work Monday morning and they they went right back to their desk and continued whatever they were working on is A. Or B, this is just how far they got them from each other since the ring. <laughs> you know, like this is, great. The, this is the same pull apart. It's been, it's been a week. 
Oh, dude, that be. Oh my God, in my head, Canon that is perfect. They been, literally, they had guys. They had to pay them like over, over time, times seven. They're, they're lucky that, they that there's a pay per view. They're lucky there's a pay per view to follow because otherwise, next week they would be out to the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. You think that you <laughs> get them to their cars by, by like a month? I mean, I couldn't believe it. It's like, man, these guys hate each other so much. It went right back to heat. Look at this. Look at how pissed they are. I love this. I didn't think I would love this as much as I did. This is one of the wow. coolest things Saturday ever, man. That these, the way it turned out. Keep in mind, like you said, that we, they did this with virtually, like what, two weeks build? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because... This is like uh, month in Blood Feud WWE. They did this shit in two weeks. Like when this was happening, I kind of felt like Pat McAfee. Like I was like, should I be standing up for some reason? I should be standing for this shit. <laughs> I feel like I'm supposed to be standing. And it's like in my house. You know what I, I love like, about I stand it? It up. looks so realistic. It does. It's great. This was awesome. It, man. it looks. It doesn't. It doesn't look like a work pull apart. It looks like they genuinely have beef, and the cameras just happen to be rolling. Yeah, no, I love this. I completely love the way they do this. I love when they when all pull aparts that come out like this with this level of heat, where the guys are just furious at one another. Yeah, look at he comes right. Love. <laughs> that's the, the, that's my favorite part. That's my favorite. Part. <laughs> go back. Go back. It's how fast he runs, and you can see the urgency in everybody else. That's my favorite. Look at him, whole ass. He, and I love how he did that shit. Bit. People really do. He backed up for a second, made it look like he was gonna rock away, and then just full tilt. <laughs> you go here. Oh my god! It will be full gear. CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, hatred here, animosity. First this of is all, cool as shit, man. can move, bro. <laughs> I didn't know he could run that fast. Oh, man. Yo, in my perfect world, he didn't tell them he was going to run, and people were shoot trying to catch him. Because <laughs> it looked like they almost weren't going to catch him. <laughs> they had to, like, corral him to the car so he slowed down. Oh, my God. That was the best thing ever. And also, let's talk about Rip Pock. Dax. Oh, when you say no flips, just fists, it applies to just you. If the other guy flips, I think you at least need to catch him. No yeah. flips is you, bro. Like, he let poor Pac, and Pac of all people who shit is high risk, he just didn't catch him. He was like, nah, man. He completely missed him. Like, he, <laughs> like how are you going to let Pac fall like that, man? I had to take a break from this show. After that shit happened, I was like, "Oh, I have to walk away." Like, look at this great one-on-one <laughs> matchup. And we're seeing it, man. Poor Pac, man. Indiana Farmers Coliseum. He better got money for this. They want to see Pac take oh, to the skies. And- damn. Oh. You shouldn't have even fell down. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna commit to not catching him, if you're gonna commit to not catch him, then completely heal. Just be standing there, like ha. Don't fall like for some nothing. Some used to do just walk off. Yeah, may as well just give him the walk, even though that'll make you look terrible. Like that man, that that poor man blew his nuts out on the floor just because he poor, thought he was gonna catch him. Poor Pac, no flips at all. He means him or his opponent. That motherfucker no said no flips, no fists, no catch. The claw says no flips. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen something used to someone's advantage to that level before. It's like the claw says no flips whatsoever. That's just. That's when that shit turns into a shoot. If you flip, I won't catch you. And this is nuts. This was a brutal avalanche brain buster here. Climbing to the top. Harwood brought up. Pack very sure-footed on the top rope. I think he's the only one I've seen taking the Oh, my God. Wow. 
Oh, save it for the pay per view. They said we don't have generic over here to do the top rope bang, bang buster. We'll do the next best thing. Yeah, and the only other thing I have besides that for Dynamite I wanted to talk about before we get into full gear was Jr. saying Daniel Bryan. But I thought about it and I was like, now nah, we'll have plenty of time when he does it all the time during during full gear. I just didn't know at the time when I timestamped it. He's just never gonna stop. He's like Edge's original fucking Rob Zombie music. Never gonna stop. Nah, never gonna stop. Scream if you were. They should give that to JR because he's never gonna stop. He's just gonna keep calling shit WWE stuff. I gotta get the next game now because I have to work on my next JR. I did Sinkara JR and I'm gonna do Edge JR. (laughs) Never gonna stop. Scream if you wanna. He's gonna come out. He's gonna come out with the Edge shuffle. Remember, Edge used to do that little shuffle out of the ring. It's gonna be JR. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so mad because I forgot about I don't know how, but I forgot about Sekar JR. <laughs> no, but now we're gonna do JR. I'm gonna give him all of Edge's animation, but the old one. Because he's never gonna Ooh. stop, man. He called him Daniel Bryan. I was like, oh, I'll be leather. No, he does it for all the full gear, man. He actually calls it <sighs> Daniel Bryan offense when he's doing the when he's doing the kicks. Yeah. Like, come on, man. It couldn't be more after then after the poor guy promised to not infringe on any of the WWE properties you're yes kicking while calling him Daniel Bryan damn and then JR goes he said he wouldn't he didn't say shit about anybody else oh man anyway guys let's get into uh, some full gear stuff full gear was probably one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen like I loved this from top to bottom um we're gonna go into all of the reasons why and all of the things that made me absolutely fall in love with this pay-per-view all I'm saying, um, WWE March was real quiet last night. It's a hard act to follow, and I'm going to go into some of the reasons why. But the buy-in... It, it's the craziest mm-hmm. game of can you top this I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. But the buy-in has a Max Caster rap, and of course, if we're discussing hey. AW, you can't ignore Max Caster rap. Yo! Hey, yo, Dante, join me acclaimed. All these other teams, man, they should be ashamed. Leo Rush can't hang in this environment. He's about to go into his 15th retirement. And Team Taz ain't got no plus. Only guys on TV less than us. So hang with us if you want to be down. You're the only good thing from this depressing-ass town. Wow. That fucking guy is so great. At least I love the acclaim. (laughs) Who doesn't? <laughs> oh yeah, those people. That is amazing. I can hear. I, I, I can hear the marks now. Yeah, he was just with the Lashley sisters. Well, he done come up. I know some people are gonna want that, so I'm gonna put that earlier. Now, heads up, this post show is gonna be very different from what you're used to, so we're not gonna be dropping the links after everything, but we will share them all at the end. So just look for them there, because uh, yeah, we got there's a lot to cover. So yeah, a lot of shit happened in four hours of absolute clown shoes madness. Yeah, and he shit on Leo Rush's retirements. He's not at Terry Funk level yet. God. So then Dante responds. What do you think, Minneapolis? Oh, a big shot to the jaw of Anthony Bowen. Max Caster gets one as well. And Dante Martin. That's crazy, right? Yo, go back and play that again. I've never seen some shit like that in my life. He Max jumped across the floor well. to the top row. Dante the takes flight over the target center. Wow, how lucky That's are we to have him, wild. huh? And you know what the best part is? Everybody caught him. 
can you imagine if they did it? I mean, honestly, with his, as agile as him, he would have landed anyway, I think. No, in that case, he would have flipped over on his feet. That's the bad part. But no, that is, that's like the, yo, if, if I run a luchador company or any company where high, with high flyers, that's my dream is that kid. Mm-hmm. Like, that kid has gravity-defined body control. I still can't believe the fucking kid jumped from the ring floor to the top rope, perched for a second, and then hit a full tope. Yeah, no, it was incredible. Like shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, this was so much fun. I miss being here. Remember this man? What was it? Seven years ago we did the show, or who knows how many years ago? But I, I miss being able to come here and have a good time. You know, there's nothing wrong. This is just a great time. We haven't even gotten into the Everything great time. Everything that yet. happened made sense. Yeah. I wasn't sitting here like, what the fuck were people thinking? Like, no, this is great. Where do you guys? And the funny thing nuts. about it is, the funny thing about it is, I remember when we were talking about this last night. The fact that it was just like, okay, we'll wait for the filler. Spoiler. People, no filler. Yeah, I was telling Dustin this last night. They just night went that I, for four hours. I was thinking, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put together clips and I'm gonna put together some stuff between matches, like I do the other pay per views. Whenever there's downtime, whenever they go to something at ringside or something important, and I, aside from that, I'm gonna make sure because I love the wrestling so much that I'm not gonna look away unless something filler comes up. I never looked away until midnight. Midnight's when I looked <laughs> away first. I was just like, oh, okay. This is not going to have anything in between it that doesn't matter. You somehow managed to artistically craft a show that starts from beginning to end that I can't look away. Good job. Because normally, pay-per-views are relaxed time for me. Like, when I'm covering other brands' pay-per-views, I'll literally, like, all right, that, that match is over. Now I can go refill a drink, order a pizza, for bake like a cake, uh, two grab a few clips, a about. you know. And when I come back, I'm like, oh, look, they're recapping. <laughs> you know, it's like this this thing, no, this, this, this monster, this, this beast. <laughs> of a paper for four view. hours it was match it, it was it, it was graphic promo package match graphic promo package match graphic promo package match they went there for four hours straight. this beast of a pay-per-view made me change the way they were going to cover it that's just how crazy it was it was uh it was it made me change crazy. what i think coverage should be to be honest with you and i can't even say that like it, they changed it, you know what they changed what what they changed conceptually what's going on here you know and i gotta give him credit for that and you know what let's pull back the curtain real quick because this was the funniest like i this, I don't think this has ever happened the whole time me and you have been doing this show together we were gonna go on last night right it was like what almost two in the morning and mm-hmm. it was just like eh, you want to do it tomorrow i was like oh we'll, we'll see how it turns out and next thing you know this motherfucker says okay i have 51 clips yeah, we, we had everything ready. We were going to go. And I said, you know what? It's really late. They went off the air late. I want everyone to have a reset. This is one of those things where it's like, I want to make a conscious decision to be able to really approach this, come on a little bit earlier and really have fun with it. So we, and yeah, we had about 51, which is different now. We're not even doing that. That's been washed. That whole, that whole format has been washed. Oh, dear God. That, I, I think that was the I think that was the decision maker for me because I was like, yo, I'm not gonna be a functioning human being at work if we run through 51 clips on a post. Yeah, now we're good here. Now we're gonna we're gonna cover this the way it needs to be. So they had a buy-in tag team match: Carl Sheeta and Thunder Rose against Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. No good. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; it's not. It wasn't terrible. Watching Nyla Rose hit a frog splash was definitely something, which, by the way, that was a shout-out to Eddie Guerrero. Everyone did Eddie Guerrero stuff during this pay-per-view. Yeah, because uh, uh, on the night of, basically, last night was 16 years to the day we lost Eddie. Right. So, uh... And actually, in the same city, because Eddie died in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Um... A, one minor complaint, and it's not just Nyla, even though it's the funniest to watch her do it. There was a lot of there's a lot of biting in in uh, AEW, you know. Yeah. Let me get this up on the. 
motherfuckers get grimy here. Like, yeah. yeah, like every match, somebody's biting somebody else. It almost makes sense for Nyla because she looks like somebody who bites. Take that as you will. <laughs> yes, you see what I mean? Like, that's just so fucking bizarre. It's how ironic. Oh, God. But there's a link for I'm you guys. I'm not try to decipher that, but okay. It's just such a random piece of offense, you know? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, to finish to this, she is jackknife on Nyla for the win. Not really much more to see here. I kind of yeah. feel like for a pay-per-view this big, it's a little bit a shame that Thunder Rosa was on here. Other than that, yeah, I would put everybody else there exactly where they need to be, if even that. But yeah, Thunder Rosa had deserved something more than that. Serena Deep should have been on here. I would have liked something else. Just not this. This felt like it was a bunch of crap people, and then they threw Thunder Rosa in there for good measure. I know some people like Akara Rashid. She's all right. Yeah, cool. Sure. I guess, you know, she's the, uh, what, sixth, seventh coolest Japanese female wrestler active right now. I even count the ones that are on the bench or yeah. playing Twitch games and shit, you know, retired and all these shit. They would have to lower that number. So, I mean, you know, yeah, if I had five power coins, he'd be the sixth, maybe seventh ranger, eighth, ninth, possibly, <laughs> you know, you know well, let's not act like, at the very end of the season. Yeah. The final one was like, it's not really, I don't know. Anyway. Let's get this going. So MJF versus Darby Allen. Okay. Starting off hot. This might be my favorite match, and that I did not expect. Okay. Now, there's a couple of things about this. First of all, okay, so we're going straight into it here. As you guys can see, with the start of this match, what was the first thing that MJF went for? Side headlock. Yes. He went for the side headlock takeover of all things, right? And I remember thinking about this and I was like, why is this the move that he's doing? It's a side, it's a side headlock takeover. What is his obsession with this, right? Because I was thinking there's no way he could beat him. But let's go into a little bit more of what we're seeing here. All right, see, so there's a lot of offense. The springboard arm drag, solid move there. Another arm drag there. I love the way they kip up here. What we're seeing for the first time that I really dug about this is we're seeing these two guys really, really have like a strong technical match with a lot of sequences. And it just reminds you that MJF is not just like uh, good in the mic or a good character. He's really good in the ring, man. He is really, yeah, truly one of the pillars of this sport. You know, when you look at and everything what, what that I, they did, it was perfectly timed. You know, a lot of stuff was very well put together here. This dive that Darby does, as usual, him and his crazy ass dive, the missing freaking coffin drop. What were you going to say? I mean, well, I was going to say one thing um, I love about MJF is it's kind of they treat MJF wrestling almost like a special attraction. Have you noticed it? Yeah. He doesn't too often get in the ring, but when he does, you know, it's a special occasion. Mm hmm. So it's like it shows how highly they think of him and it's deserved. Like the guy is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he really is. He absolutely is. And uh, the match, it, it really had the audience on their feet the entire time. I was invested the entire time. There was never like a dull moment. And the psychology of everything that they did, not just this, but the entire night makes sense. Um, all right, continuing a little bit here. Yeah, that was cool. I love that he's messing. That his whole thing is damaging Darby's back. The whole story of the match is he's damaging Darby's back. But then on the other hand, uh, he's sacrificing his knee a lot of the time in order to damage. Like that yeah. that that backbreaker right there, you know, for that after that, he's selling the knee for a long time, which yeah, I thought he, was like really cool. he's been using his knee a lot up to that point, so it's like it eventually started to wear on him. Mm -hmm. I like that stunner from the top there, the way he stumbles here. This, I've never seen this before. Have you ever seen somebody do this before? It was like a powerbomb backbreaker. Like, look where he comes down here. 
I don't think I've ever seen. I've seen a power. I've seen Penta do the powerbomb lung blower, but I've never seen just a single knee backbreaker. Yeah, I thought that was solid too. Look at that. The record to that is and beautiful. It was cool because like I had to go back and watch it twice because I was like I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was crazy. That, a high elevation like a, that he got was, in that power bomb. Like, it was like an Alabama gory bomb power bomb. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was cool. Yeah, that I love as well. You know, like I said, so many crazy things were happening in this. You know, top block there, corner elbow. But like I said, these guys and just everything that they put into this match kept everyone invested in the storytelling. This tombstone, nuts. I love it. If you look, he tucks his head some. I don't know how he's not hurt here. But the tombstone right here, then listen to this thing. Guy probably all needs, but listen. Oh, no, no, no. And then that that oh. sound that you're hearing is like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough thud right there, you know? Right. Doesn't matter if that was his knees or his head. Somebody hurt in that shit. Yeah, man. That is crazy. Look at that. Look from the different angles when you see it. It is wild. Now, listen here. This role, this thing here, I've never liked this in wrestling. When you have two guys and they're in, a, in, in, in like a small package and they're rolling around. And it's like, I have to say this and I have to give them credit for getting that sequence over as a serious spot that the fans legitimately not only took serious but they stood up out of their seats during this and popped for in wwe whenever that happened it was a more or less a comedic spot it was like, da, 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 da. the fact right. that it, this, it, it, it's like rick boogs versus fucking riddick Mods or something the fact that this spot leads into a sequence of pins it goes from this into a sequence of pins that leads to a very close false finish of darby's code red to me is absolutely incredible here like literally you get a sequence here watch this so the sequence goes through there's a series of pins gonna just jump through a little bit here the kick out and from there look at that oh man there there were so many cool stuffs go so many cool spots going on here they didn't give you a second to breathe or this not a single moment i'm giving you more of a second i'm usually the fast one yeah no of course yeah, you're gonna get right. chance. they were mjf chance Mm-hmm. And it's not a whole thing of him being the face. They just appreciate the effort that he put on in this match because we've never seen him do stuff like this. I'm not sure he's in a good position for a coffin drop attempt here. I love the fact that this guy, as soon as he fell to the side, I was like, he's going to do a coffin drop anyway. He's going to say, fuck it, go to the outside. I'm going to happen. This was, look at that. Ah, oh, look at hey, how you know brutal that cool was. About it? MJF caught Darby perfectly. Mm-hmm. Caught him in the exact way he needed to catch him so Darby didn't get hurt. I was scared for a second because I was like, oh, fuck, MJF's going to move. Mm-hmm. And, and Darby's I, crazy ass. You know, he doesn't give a shit. So. He puts his hands up and catches him at the right second. And then, of course, Sting, living through the NWO era, he foresaw that these bastards were going to show up. And before they even made it down the ramp, he was there with the bat. And he was ready to give them the business. Look at that. They were the ones who got ambushed. That's funny. When I you come out for an ambush and get ambushed. The chair in a way I've never seen somebody carry a chair. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never seen somebody carry a chair like that. You know, but that gave the opportunity for the match never to continue. You know? And uh, the finish to this, well, I popped for the finish, man. <laughs> that bastard. Before we get to the finish, what I like is that uh, Sting came out with Darby, but then he went to the back. Yeah, he gave him his little fist bump, which he's done before. He was just like, handle your business and pretty much saying, if you need me, I'm not far. Mm-hmm, pretty much. Oh, the kick to the jaw! We're setting the bar higher. These- so he goes and he gets the skateboard. And you have grabbing. Okay, cool. The referee's disqualification. I don't make He offers it to Darby so Darby can hit, hit him with it. Oh, Knowing look. he's going to get disqualified. Darby hesitates. He realizes it is worth it. He hands him the skateboard. In the distraction, he has the diamond ring, punches him. Ring in 
and he goes over with a side headlock fucking takeover. He went over with a fucking side headlock takeover, guys. I can't believe that he went over. I was thinking, what is with the side? He fucking actually went over. Did he just become the best heel of this era if he wasn't already? Like he went over. He fucking went over the guy. And what I love, he said, "No heat sneaker, no salt to the earth, side headlock takeover." Yo, I felt that. Like when it happened, I felt I could tell the fans. But I felt that it was like, wow. And then I loved it. All poor JR could do was apologize. Well, we're sorry, folks. Now MJF has he goes. Now MJF has new material. <laughs> like it was just a total loss. <laughs> we're sorry, folks. You now MJF has new material. You know what I love so much about that though? That shouldn't have got over as well as it did. But because it's MJF, it hurt that much more. He was like, I'm going to rob you sons of bitches of a flashy fizz. I'm going to give you a side headlock takeover. Merry Christmas. Fuck you. I couldn't. I thought that since he he was a lot like trying to be another Chris Jericho, as some would say, because of that whole feud, I thought he it was, it was sort of like the 1001 holes, like number one, arm bar. Like, I just thought that it was one of those things he number was just going to say. Side lock, side headlock, takeover. Yeah, so I was just thought it was going to be like the game. I was just like, no way, but he really takeover. used it. He really used it, though. It wasn't just like, <laughs> it really happened. Oh, my God. I felt that shit, man. <laughs> was just that like, was awesome. Like, man, even though it was a great match, that is... A, how do you ever not be a heel after that? That's the most heel shit you can ever you do can to somebody. Be, you can never be a face now. Like, he's locked <laughs> in. Like, he's, he's like he's like Ray Mysterio. Ray can never be a heel. That motherfucker can never be faced after a side headlock takeover win on pay-per-view. And it's funny because in the beginning, they were like, you know, MJF has it in his mind that Darby doesn't defend against a side headlock takeover. And I was like, I remember hearing him being like, no, of course he does. What, what a weird thing. Oh, I see. What do you mean? I get it now, you bastard. <laughs> they were playing the seeds the whole time. And it made me look for it. That's good writing, because I was like, yeah, there's the side headlock takeover. What an idiot to think that that's going to work. That is perfect. I am the fool. Oh. No, I actually did not. I didn't see a botch pin at all. I could have missed it. In that match? Hmm. You must be talking about another match. Well, and that just tells me how good it was. Apparently, I didn't even notice it. I wouldn't rule it out. These things happen. Oh, Darby's shoulder wasn't on the mat? Really? Is that what they did? So is that, is that a story or was it a botch pin? Will that be something that comes up tomorrow? I mean, either way, you know, he did win. He did lose in the moment. Don't you ruin that side headlock takeover. All right. Anyway, next match we have the AEW World Tag Team title, the Lucha Bros, Penta El Cero Miedo, and Ray Phoenix defending their championships against FTRs, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood. Uh... This was really solid as well. And I like the Lucha Bros. They had a really good entrance here. Let me actually bring that up for you guys. Oh, yeah. This was two very solid tag teams. So it was like, it's no shock. This is going to be fantastic. Yeah, let's get a little of there. I didn't know what was happening at first. It was like, what is this? I was like, they better not start going da 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 di da 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 I was like, what? They could have bought the rights of the music, though. Sam, 
nervous entrances, right? And you know what I love too about this? They're as hyped as the rest of the fans. Like, people didn't watch it. They ran out to the Hey, you know what? Alex Abrahantes, he compliments them really well. Better than when he was like a commentator. Yeah, I think because I feel like I felt it the same way um, when they won the tag titles. He is as much a part of the entrance as they are. Yeah. Props, pyros. He's literally a part of the whole thing. Yeah, he puts these together. I don't know if I ever mentioned that before, but he's the one who puts these things together for them. Like behind the scenes. I swear to God, you, you, you can't tell me that those behind those masks are two still fans of the sport because keep in mind people they ran out to the ramp they didn't walk out they I, i've never seen pentagon run to the ramp before yeah, you always see I him kind of just like cool. you always see him just kind of shucking job his way to know that motherfucker flew mm-hmm. he really did incredible stuff like i said this was the presentation here and remember it's funny i was just talking about how i want to see them really have the presentation like really own where they are and like i kind of feel like this was i've one heard of the first i think i might have heard did. something maybe earlier in the week that tony Khan was talking about possibly switching the presentation so. yeah and that's what he did with this match you know, it was very solid uh lots of brutality in this between these two teams it's funny to see the teams that are not the mexican lucha team being the triple a champions i think that's what kind of works for them too is because they're so they're so different from the blueprint you usually hear when you hear like they're triple a tag team champions mm-hmm. look at that the way they hesitated there <laughs> they were about to get that kick in for you buddy but yeah phoenix of course has some crazy stuff in this match going on as always he's on fire uh let's see what we got going on here yeah, I love this sequence right here. Watch oh, great this. Jo- great job by uh, Ray Phoenix as well on the gamma. When he stacks the two of them together like that. Whoa, Like this, this is madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, really, really cool. The, the way that they put this together was something that I really dug. And it's easy when you have a tag team like the Loser Brothers that have about 1,600 double-team moves. Mm-hmm. Which they really did. And FTR, it's amazing that what a loss that these guys wound up uh, not ever seeing a main roster anywhere else before here. Just simply because they, you don't get talent like that regularly. Look at that. I love that double cutter that he does. This is where Phoenix starts going crazy. That tight walk rope into oh, the Phoenix freaking is, left Phoenix kick. The most you know, the apron kick. You know, and then, of course, this guy Dax with the brain buster here was very solid. But yeah, like, if finish. that doesn't tell you that WWE doesn't know how to actually work with stars, people remember that freaking FTR was the revival in WWE. And look at them now. Triple A tag team champions on pay-per-view having some of the best matches of their probably whole careers. Yeah, and they're with Tully Blanchard, which is another big deal, you know? Somebody like that who's really solid. Here's another see, tribute this to Eddie one of right the first here. tributes to Eddie for the night. Yeah. Well, at least on the main card. Well, I love Nilo that they, the they exchanged three amigos. Yeah, and then he does the he does a proper. But this one, it's only two amigos here. Watch this. So it's going to be two amigos. And then the cool thing is that we have Phoenix tag in, and he finishes it with the frog splash there. So, yeah, I thought that was really solid. And then another false finish there. That would have been one hell of a finish to the match. Phoenix with his recoiled roundhouse kick. Um, and then this gets canceled. But this leads into something that I've never seen before. I didn't even know what to call it. This is some physics to fight. First, you get the spike pile driver on Phoenix here. But the moment he steps over or cross to do the splash that's coming up here. It's coming up in a second. You'll see what I'm talking about. This right here. Look at how insane this Phoenix is. Phoenix is fucking nuts. I was like, when this happened, I was like, well, I don't even know what happened. I just saw a blur on the screen. Not sure what to put here because I'm not even sure what this would be. But look at this shit. I never. Oh, my God. 
And that's the false finish. That is a false finish. Ever seen? Every time I've ever seen Phoenix do that, he connects with the stomp and then dives to the outside. So it never registered that he was going to go for a body splash. Yeah, exactly. And then you have this, if you guys are seeing on the screen, uh, you have this weird, there's this weird finish where the FTR guys put on the, what is that shit they were in? The Conquistador, whatever their Conquistador oh, thing yeah, the is. Super frog mask. Whatever the hell they are, the Conquistador. They put on the Conquistador <laughs> mask and then switch places, I guess, to swerve the Lucha Bros. But it backfired and they won. They tried to do twin magic. But the but the the fresh twin got pinned though. Did I did I miss something here? That they they switch places to do sort of a twin magic and then they then either way the Lucha Bros wind up fucking up and pinning the illegal man and the ref didn't know. Oh my! Like is that what happened? Because watch. <laughs> so they came out. This wasn't the legal man, or at least that's what Excalibur was saying. It's not the legal man, and nobody knows. So so the not legal man tries to cheat, but then they kill him anyway. Yeah, and I guess with the mask on, the ref can't tell which one's which. It was like, fuck it. But that was the thing. So it's kind of like, what was even the point then? And then afterwards, it was almost like there was an argument where they're complaining like, hey, that wasn't the legal man. But it's like, yeah, but that's your fault. That just makes you look stupid and weak. Right. You had a fresh man that took the place and your argument was that the fresh man got killed. He was fresh. <laughs> you even cheated and failed. I don't like that they did that to them because I like FTR, but it's kind of like, how does that look good for them? If, if you're going to do that, don't even make them switch. You made the You did a successful twin magic and then your twin got pinned. <laughs> it just makes I would they should have just left gracefully. You're gonna even admit that to the ref? <laughs> just, oh come on guys. I just feel, I almost feel like I could turn I can see I just turn into something where the Lucha Brothers just started fucking with because we know Pentagon's a closet asshole. So but yeah, it was just kinda I thought about it when it happened and I was like, hmm, that's not usually how that goes. It isn't how that goes. It isn't how that goes at all. I was surprised. I was like, all right, they they could they wanted that you couldn't have beat them at all, no matter what. You better hide those AAA titles then. You know, Twin Magic doesn't work <laughs> twice. These motherfuckers will kill you with a fresh bond. It would have been more realistic if they did Twin Magic than you guys. <laughs> Just had a heavier looking Phoenix come out and argue with the ref afterwards. They, they, that was him. We don't know what to tell you. Suits, this is shrug it off. I don't know what to tell you. That was him. You sure? He looked different. Nope. 100%. Definitely him. Like, geez, they don't get this twin magic shit very well, huh? They need to stick to every time they, they break. That's one thing I like about FTR. Every time they break their traditions, they, bl- they, they blow it. Like you went like at one point, it's he like, goes yeah, to the it's top. It's a consistent plot point with them. Like after one time he went to the top and got knocked down. I'm like, why would a guy with no flips be up there? And what were you? It was, what was the strategy. I mean, like, yeah, that's all, that's almost part of their gimmick. It's like every time it, it's like flair. Every time he goes to the top rope, you know, he's going to get fucking knocked down. Exactly. Every time FTR does something besides just fist, something goes terribly wrong. It's like it, <laughs> FTR doing that is like fucking Wiley Coyote with the Acme thing. Like every time going to go wrong every time. Mm-hmm. But overall, the match was very solid, really good. There was never a moment of breath here either. Good storytelling between the two teams. Uh, and I know there was a lot of complaint about FTR not being used. Well, look at it now. They're being used. They didn't win those titles, but they still have AAA titles. Champions getting wrestled on pay-per-view. Would you rather see them just be in somebody's side piece with a relevant tag team title like WWE? I don't think so. No, definitely not. It's once again a case of people are just bitching because they're in AEW. Yeah, and absolutely. That's all it ever is. All right. Well, next up, we have, what is it? It is the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament final match for the number one contendership of the AEW World Championship. You have Brian Danielson against Miro. Brian Danielson, who's been sensational against the former TNT champ, Miro. 
And yeah, this was solid as well. This oh, was Smash Mouth. Now, one thing I have to say about this match, Brian Danielson can get a good match out of everyone. Notice that Miro um, doesn't give him the code of honor. Um, he can get a good match out of everyone. The one thing is that Miro, on the other hand, is what I'm worried about. And you know I like Miro a lot. But this match to me kind of exposed the fact that he is a good big man, but he really is like it's very close, not quite, but it's very close to the kind of match that you could have in WWE or anywhere else. Whereas up to this point in the show, nothing felt everything felt unique to the AEW style. Like you can only come here and see this kind of action. This unfortunately, although good, and I'm not saying it isn't good, but this felt like the first match where it was like you could really have this match anywhere. There wasn't anything in there that like I would, you know, would put pen to paper about. You know, what I mean, it was a David versus Goliath story. Like there were points where Miro would, like Brian Danielson would have to kick him multiple times, and then Miro would give him one hit, and it would make him crumple, which is good storytelling. You know, like the smaller guy has to do multiple hits, and then you got the bigger guy who has to really like you know just lay in hard blows. But the pacing when you have that kind of a match, it basically becomes a wwe style match you see what i mean here like everything that you're seeing yeah. here it it looks like like brian danielson versus miro doesn't look that different from daniel bryan versus rusev you know there's all bumps and stuff that you would normally see anywhere else on the map and it looks great because they're both great workers but unfortunately with the chemistry that we have here you wind up with a typical um you know just a typical traditional match which there's nothing wrong. Well, look at it. you got the corner post bumps, the top jumping knee. But this I mean, would this have been is... one of those matches where when we were grading pay per view matches, this one would have got a high grade. Yeah, like find me, but find me anything in this that you wouldn't that you'd be surprised if you saw if these two would have faced each other under the other b- umbrella. You know what I mean? And that's finish, really what that's it's about. about it. Yeah, probably that. You know, and of course he's going for the uh, game over here. Is that what he calls it? Yes. Which I like how how in AEW it has a different element because sometimes he won't just keep you with that camera clutch. If you don't go to sleep, he'll just rear all the way back and almost having like sleeper positions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Which the blows I feel like here, that's like the equivalent of like Kurt Angle with a grapevine where like at that point you're fucked. Yeah, like I said, the blows here. I like that. The way he brought him down here was really solid. This was a strange finish. Like, like I guess he was unconscious from the impact of the blow here. So yeah, what it was, it was basically a DDT from the top or middle rope into a guillotine. And then by the time he put in the guillotine, he was just gone. Yeah, he was basically he was so rocked from the DDT, there was no way he's going to be able to go. Well, he's going to have to have some words with his God about that one, huh? Yeah, which I do mm-hmm. like. What I like about that is Daniel Bryan's uh keeping his word. He hasn't had a match he's won in the same way. No, he hasn't. It's been different Which every makes single him time. Probably the most dangerous threat you can have because now you don't really know what to look for. We've seen him beat people with heel hooks, the yes lock, the psycho knee, cattle mutilation, ankle locks, heel hooks. He literally a sleeper hold at night. That's the scariest type of person who can beat you in about every single way imaginable. And this makes him the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. And the question now becomes, when does he get that title shot? We can go into the, yeah. that, the, the championship later on, but I'm just wondering, when would the shot take place? Because this was a big pay-per-view. There's not another big pay-per-view until next season. As yeah, with the it would probably have to be one of the, um, one of the special dynamites. You know, or unless it's going to be some sort of a Halloween special or something that's coming up, and we're going to get, or actually a Thanksgiving special is what I mean to say, something sooner than later, like a special yeah. dynamite Thanksgiving. We'll have to see. 
you know, but uh, that makes Brian Danielson the number one contender for the AW World Championship, which is really cool. I'm glad that that's happening. Probably the most dangerous number one contender I think that company's had to this date. <laughs> mm-hmm. And overall, the match again, I'm not I'm not shitting on the match. Nothing wrong with this match whatsoever, and I do like this style of match. This is coming from the guy who said that executed perfectly. The WWE style of match works very well, so and can be the best style of, that there is. Uh, but yeah, I really did like this. Um, the question now, what happens with Miro? Yeah, that's... I feel like they could work this into bringing um, Lana in at some point. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things turn out for him. Like, he's on the decline. And um, he's a he's a convincing big man, but do you stable him up? Do you Does he go... Uh, it's, it's just one of those I things. I could see like, this... I could almost see this being one of the things where he goes through a little period because i mean he's only been on the down the down the didn't um the down slope since he lost the tnt title yeah so it's like it could be one of those things where you work it into he has he continues the slope for a little bit longer and then you bring in something whether it be lana whether it be something else whether you just have the spotlight and fucking backlash it and it's god but something that kind of like i guess kind of lights a fire back under him you know what and i this is somewhat related. Ostasis said his God will, will send him help. Yeah, his God, if his God's Tony Khan, because this is related to what I'm thinking here, and I know no one's going to like to hear this. But to me, the obvious solution, because it's not a Miro problem, it's an AEW problem. And I'm going to hate myself for saying, but the obvious solution is they need to extend Rampage a second hour, and it has to be like SmackDown. Because unfortunately, the roster is really huge now. And there just needs to be more titles and people. There's no one right now that really like Miro doesn't deserve to be on the decline. He doesn't really deserve to have Lana because not that she wouldn't be great to have, but he doesn't need her currently. And her coming in could be in addition to all the stuff that he has. But I would rather like he's fine the way he is. The problem's not that he he uh, needs anything. The problem is that the roster's big. If these people weren't here and if this wasn't going on, they'd probably still be able to just carry his momentum. That's going to happen to more people than just Miro, though. Like, I kind of feel bad for the people that have been here that are of a lower tier. Rampage needs to be extended an hour, and they got to kind of raw and smack them, and they're going to need more titles. And slowly they're doing it. They need the trios titles that they said they're going to do. They just added the TBS women's title. So they're going to need... I mean, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, because right now I'm wondering how how won't you go on the decline, no matter how good you are. And I mean... We, no. We've seen the way they do stuff with Rampage, whether it be people challenging people to matches on Rampage. They don't treat it like it's a lesser show. Yeah. Like, they treat it like it's just as important as Dynamite. We've seen feuds start on Dynamite and continue over to Rampage or vice versa. So it's not like extending it a, a, another hour is going to just be, oh, it's just Rampage for another hour. Like, no, there's actually something you can do and you can work with that. Mm-hmm, pretty much because otherwise that's what that's how we wound up with the two brands people forget that it was that the roster was so big and we've seen how AEW's done when it comes to stuff like uh when dark first showed up it was a place that the guys could go and wrestle if there just wasn't much going on on dynamite you could try you could literally turn rampage just into the second show and it's like okay there is only so much room we have on dynamite okay if you're down dynamite you're gonna wrestle strictly on rampage Mm-hmm. But you can do something to kind of 
kind of continue the the whole trend of showing the fact that Rampage isn't just like a superstars or a main event where we just talk to you and there's nothing going on. Which, I mean, they've done a pretty good job of showing that so far. For God's sake, CM Punk made his return on Rampage. Not yeah. Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, so they, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Extend that hour. Otherwise, that way it doesn't feel like Friday Night Heat. You know? Yeah. Because that's what it really feels like, like a Friday night heat, where it's kind of like we're gonna have. And that one might good just help thing. that rating overall on Fridays too. I don't know if anything will ever help that rating. I believe that rating was responsible for the death of Firefly. You know, if Damn. you guys ever watched the Josh Whedon show, you know, they went on to be the movie Serenity, not because people wanted a movie called Serenity, but because Friday screwed them into a movie called Serenity. What's up, Cavicon? So. No, I don't know if that Rampage, I want to believe it because wrestling fans will follow anything. But the point is, a lot of people were probably, if we were objectively able to measure the people that watch Raw and SmackDown over the people who on Friday nights go out and then come home like at three in the morning from hanging out with friends and heat something up and then catch Rampage on their demand, on their TiVos or whatever. I bet you the number be a lot closer. It's not, it's like yeah. we're counting live and people aren't thinking about that. You're counting live views, which it's way more accessible on a Monday, even if you have work the next day to watch Raw or SmackDown, the starting at eight and ending at 10, if you're going to catch that, which still suffers, which is on Fox, then it is, they're in a tough, tough spot, man. That's like a late show and uh, everyone's watching it. They might, they might be doing like 1.5 million if you were able to count the people that are there, you know? Yeah, most definitely. But we can hope for good things. I think, yeah, second hour will definitely do them a lot of good, and just for the roster as a whole, too. Yeah. All right. Well, next up, we have the six-man tag team Falls Count Anywhere match, the Lucha Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage. I guess you mean to call them Lucha Express? No, but I like it. I mean, how should I call them that? The Jurassic Express, and I can't call them Lucha Express. There's no one Lucha in it. Just because he has a mask. He's like a mask. He's half of the. He's half of the. uh, well, a quarter Lucha, of it, a third of it, if you call, if you count Marco Stunstill. Yeah, but he's a half of the team, but he's also half Saurus, so he's like a fourth Lucha. Ooh. The whole Jurassic Express. Who Ooh, cares? Why are we arguing about that, whether or not they're more dinosaur <laughs> or Lucha? Does it matter? It is thought out topic. Star. <laughs> the Jurassic Express. Question. Stand corrected. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, who we do. We not even count as Jurassic Express now. I don't know. I feel like he, I feel like he's kind of in the same scenario um, where uh, Adam Page is with the Dark Order, where it's like he's like a, he's like highly affiliated with them. Like if he yes, needs he, a favor, he you you know who to call Jurassic. <laughs> you know who's not highly affiliated with them? Marco Stone. <laughs> you know what was going on. I couldn't help. You know it. what the bad part about <laughs> it is because one, I follow him just like God knows how many other wrestlers. I follow him on social media. He's been doing um. His music thing, believe it or not, he actually plays guitar and shit, and he's been wrestling on Dark, so he's just yeah. kind of been doing his own thing, which, I mean, hey, hey. Yeah, good for him. You know, they put Christian there stuff. Against the super click, Adam Cole, baby, and Matt and Nick Jackson, the young bucks. And, uh, of course, this was great. This was over the top. This was fucking nuts. I mean, it was false count anywhere. By default, it's going to be magic. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. What do we even really begin to say about this match oh good god just start rolling shit and see what happens mm-hmm. you got your super clicks who came out look at the, the way they mustaches. looked that why do they have thing. they dyed their actual mustache it's like these guys as heels just get more and more obnoxious it's so over the top it is lovely 
they and it's funny because I remember thinking to myself, man, the elite, like, you know, how are these guys ever going to be heels? They're cool like the NWO, where, like, even though they're heels, you like them. It's almost like if you look at, like, anime or video games, if you look at Sephiroth, you know what I mean? The reason I've never liked him in games is because he's cool. You know what I mean? You're supposed to hate this guy. You're supposed to want to go to the last boss and drown the motherfucker, like, in, in, in like, his toilet, you know? You, you have to get to a seething point. Like, he put a sword through one of your friend's backs you know what i mean you're still like sitting there like someone yeah. who you eat and slept over their house he put a sword through them you shouldn't want to dress like him the you know what i mean said, you know how we're gonna do it we're gonna amp up the deuce to 11 yeah that's what i'm saying like it, it, this is one of those cases where i like it that's what they should have done they needed a separate to be a douchebag like he needed to like kill eris and then he needed to dye his hair purple and have like a like a old sam mustache like like triple h and then not have a cool jacket and then, and, 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 and then fucking flash on one wing and just turn around like prince on Chappelle show winner yeah, and that's what I like. The young the, the young Bucks as the elite were cool bad guys. It was cool to like them. You kind of thought, man, but they look cool. They have cool stuff. They had that Sephiroth factor. Now they're pink with pink faces, obnoxious jackets. There's nothing wrong with the color pink. You know, they and don't they have... Do the, and they do the Adam Cole kiss spot all the you time. You know, they're doing, the, they're doing the the freaking Young Bucks pose and where it used to be Hangman in the middle or it, it's, it's fucking this guy, Cheese Cutlet or whatever. It's like they, it's like it's almost like they they oh they managed to make it like that shirt wouldn't sell if this was turned into a shirt right now versus when they were good like that shirt wouldn't sell because <laughs> no one will want it not only because of the colors because of the mustaches or because of cutlet but because the whole thing if you were now you wouldn't you would cover it you see that's good it's bad so guys funny. we I'm want them bother to correct you that's how funny it is yeah we want them to get their asses kicked good job no longer cool to be you guys. When you I know see what a I mean? Purple mustache, I demand Good ass job. Women. I no longer am interested in your attire. I'm not looking for this alternate attire in the DLC. You made me hate you. Whenever I see you, I want other people to come out and kick your ass. That's a good effect. So, good job with them. Because I'm thinking how far we've come from them being like the the best actor is Adam Cole. They're gonna have to work on though. People still love him. It's, it's Look at that. I don't think it's just awesome. He still has the audience eating out of his hand. Look at that. See, they, they, it's they so compl- much harder for Adam Cole, I feel. Yeah, but listen to how, like, those guys, it doesn't matter what, what he does. They're going to do the Adam Cole baby thing. You know, they'd have a better chance turning Christian heel and putting him in a dinosaur suit. <laughs> <laughs> like, people, people love though. Adam Cole. Jungle Boy, pants. Yeah, Jungle Boy with pants instead of with jungle stuff. Look, he, he's taking after his father, Luke Perry. I don't know if you guys knew, but Luke Perry also wore pants. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I did that. Like, it was a fun fight. Oh <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jungle Boy oh wearing pants God. and stuff. But no, I, did, I do like, I like this team. I, I'm not going to lie. I like this team. It's weird how it doesn't make any sense. So what's Christian doing hanging out with the jungle guys? But, uh, you know. It works. He's not three parts anything. Ahead of this matchup, the boys music. Hey, that's and they knocked some of the uh, the pink or the purple off the mustache of Nick Jackson. So the fight goes. These guys collide in the ring. Um, Luchasaurus does a good job of being a big man in this match, kicking these guys around, especially the Young Bucks, who are very kickable. Look at that big man doing a back, doing a freaking moonsault off the top. That. That's some they, scary they, stuff. They didn't take it from him. They didn't put a shirt on them. They didn't call him fucking Dino Cat. Nothing. Nope. When you got a big man who can do big man shit and little man shit, you let him do it. 
Mm-hmm. Look, I adore the chair, Adam, man. Those are those rough those, those I chair shots. I love that you know? everybody does the Sabu chair toss now. Yeah, look at that. Another one. Second Sabu chair toss. It's like a normal thing to throw chairs at people. I like this sequence here. Look at this <laughs> look one's where he winds up seated. Jungle Boy. This is shit only Jungle Boy. Takes down the Young Bucks. With Adam. Oh. He winds up getting a kick to his face. Adam Cole. But then Christian comes with the reverse DDT onto the chair. The fact that that ended with the reverse DDT. I forgot that happened. It started. I looked away and all I heard was a pop. Oh, man. Holy shit. Hold up. I want to go back to when the sequence starts here. And then set up on the outside. Jungle Boy. Reverses, takes down the young box. With Adam, oh, oh. Adam Cole with the last shot. What, what Listen to this. Listen to this. Oh. That sound when Christian hits him with that reverse DDT after for the close count. Crazy. When he sat down, I looked down at my phone, and all I heard on the background was I'm like, "Oh shit!" Well, why would you sit down? Oh my god. Why? Why would you sit down? Oh. Think about it. You know. All this chaos going by. You go take a seat. Yeah, he took a breath there. Yeah, look at that freaking bulldog slam there from the box. I like the way he does a suplex on both of the box. Freaking dinosaur and power, boy. he doesn't even boy. just, like, launch it. He does, like, that kind of, like, hold it for a second. Yeah, we got a bunch of sequences with the shitty garbage cans. Tope suicida to the outside. Suicide dive. I like the way they take him out of the air with the garbage can. A lot of garbage can fun here. Um, I didn't want any covers on the outside. That would have just been a dry way to end things here. Look at this. I thought this was really cool. The super kick spot here. <laughs> On the damn chair, boy. I believe this is where Adam Cole gets color, right? He must have bladed here, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because they didn't okay, really bust him. I think about it. Jungle Boy, that was one of Gargano's moves. Which one? Um, The Jungle Jungle Boy's half of the move. That was one of, that was one of Johnny Gargano's old moves. Hmm. Like, he hit, like, watch. He hits him with the super kick, and the move he goes to, I can't remember what it's called, but it's one of Johnny Gargano's um moves. He doesn't use too often. I think I've seen him use it, like, once in NXT. Amazing improvement. In all phases of his, uh, his... Okay, no, so, he, so so Cole gets colored during the turnbuckle whip. He gets whipped into the poster. I'm not sure. He must have bladed, because they would have stopped it if he... Yeah, he probably, like he he probably got, blades just a little bit earlier just to get some coverage. Yeah, because if he got busted open a from the post to that extent, it would have been a concussion. It would have to stop it. So he bladed at some point. Gifted game. Oh, Jungle Boy has a heart. Well, I... Yeah, Jungle Boy, that's yeah. another thing. JR mentions Jungle Boy having a heart, because a few times when he could have taken taken out uh, Cole, he, he hesitated. He's like a good guy. Yeah. You know? Literally, we know they were actually building up to the finish while commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the concerto finish, which is what's going to come up here. You know, failed crucifix, super kick, reversal. Yeah, now we get a super kick party and one. I like that. Table bump. Double table bump. Nasty stuff here. You know, and then Christian with the stage dive. Those are the big OMG spots here. Yeah, yeah, that fall would have sucked if somebody falls down that. Yeah, if someone falls when they were on the top of the steps where they were, it would be like that episode of Simpsons where Homer fell down the gorge. You would just oh, you know, like or you do the fucking Family Guy Yeah, brutal shit here. Yeah, that apron bump that he takes there. Dangerous. We know what this is. Pretty. And of course, you have to have thumbtacks. Thumbtacks for each it of the young the bucks. Oh, it's loud. No. Come on. Come. How do people not swallow thumbtacks when they're shoving them down your throat? You ever figure, ever wonder that? You know, if I'm willing to guess, and this is just me spitballing, I think they probably have to do that thing where um, you take your tongue and you kind of push it up to the roof of your mouth. That's what that's what my wife said, actually. That, that's what I'm thinking is because like that way, nothing's getting back there. 
I've never tried anything like that to, to wonder if my tongue can be used as a barricade from spikes going down my throat. You know what I mean? Like, I've never thought about does the, t- does the width of my tongue protect <laughs> enough of my mouth where I can protect my throat from ingesting spikes. It just never crossed my mind. Did they test first with gummy bears? <laughs> like, how do they know that this, this has to be tried and tested, right? I don't, I don't trust myself enough that I won't accidentally move my tongue and swallow a few. That's what I'm saying. Oh, what, like, you, what about the impact of the super kick? When knows. I get super kicked in the mouth, how do I prevent from... There's way too much here and not enough <laughs> money. Everybody's done that thing with your brush your teeth and you see your tongue moving without you doing it it's just like at that moment it's like god help you if you get the wrong one think of when you gargle salt water oh that's why there's pretend the spikes are salt no <laughs> you stupid come on now that's terrible i don't know how he that's an amazing spot to me that's more amazing than any of the athleticism and then the double super kicks to his face a sickening display by the young bucks i know that that's about to pop every time oh god do you remember where the Bucks and Cole came up with that spot? Though? Do I not really? Until the other day. I mean, but mm-hmm. go ahead. Do you remember the world's longest super kick party in ROH? I do remember that. Was it in there? That, I that was the night Adam Cole joined Bullet Club. That spot was uh, the last thing the cameras caught before um they pulled up. Really? The the earliest memory I have of it, even though I saw that match, was when uh. I believe it was either Cole did it to Jay Briscoe or Jay did it to Cole during their title match. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 The, um, the fight without honor. He did the super. He did on um, the tax super kick. Put the super kicks in his mouth and the, uh, put the tax in his mouth and then super put kicked the him super out. Kick <laughs> <in his mouth. laughs> well, technically he did both, but put the tax in his mouth and then super kicked him out and like spit explode super freaking tax everywhere. Well, that might be a quote right there. Put the super kicks in his mouth. That's what he does. He gives you the super kicks to your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, he's been doing that for a long time, but um, the Bucks kissed the not that it's necessarily the spot itself, but just the whole bit came from um the end of that longest super kick party when like the, they already super kicked the camera. Gotcha. It's like when I saw them doing that spot, and I was like, I remember this. Shit. Yeah, but this gets crazy and this gets really brutal. Of course, the ladders come crazy into play earth. here. You know, the corner ladder spots. You have to listen to these spots to truly get it. Adam Cole, Christian needs to bump there. For his life right here, fighting for, for survival. Um, oh! That was crazy when he got his ankle there. He gets thrown on top of one, and then one more with the choke slam here. Boom, for good measure. And the ladders don't break, keep in mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> they just keep the recoiling over those damn things. They just keep recoiling off, off all those. Those were men ladders. Mm-hmm. Those are grown men ladders right there. You know, the snare trap on the top of the, the ramp here with Adam Cole coming in for the save. That uh, the catapult where he winds up catching him here, and then we went to Dive City. Yeah, Dive City, Super Kick City, Panama Sunrise City. <laughs> Look at that beautiful, perfect, perfectly executed. Yeah, it lots of super kicks and stuff here. Yeah, I really dug this man. Everything, everything came out perfectly. This was crazy. And then guys- this was <laughs> horrifying. What the hell they put on? They put spiked knee pads on. Yes. Unstrike to the back of the head. That's it, but now, of course, it's a weapon. Give him a spiked BTE trigger. Oh! Now the cover. One, two, jungle. Jungle Boy with the save. Joe, we were seeing this rivalry for three to one. That's crazy. When German people taking bumps on those, to me, that's insane. That these guys were taking bumps on those kind of things, you know? And fucking Luchasaurus, big ass. Luchasaurus with the choke slam again. Right onto these two guys. <laughs> and then, and then he's big, like, no, fuck that. Then he said, it's time for me to dive, too. 
shooting star. Shooting star oh, from the Lucha. Shooting star from the Lucha. And then Christian with good taste here. I really like the fact that Christian, he sets up freaking Matt Jackson. He goes to do the concerto. But then this was almost like a handing of the, the passing of the torch. This was like a passing of the concerto. You know, look at that moment there. Where the, where the veteran passes his concerto on to the younger guy. This is almost like when All Might gave his, his awful one to Deku. But I'll do it. And then he walked away. Concerto! And see, this is where I like. They talked about um, Jungle Boy's good heart. He, he goes into the pen so slow. Like, he's almost not proud of himself for what he did. Yeah, because he's a good guy. Oh, sounded bad, looks bad, but... We got okay, he does not look happy about that here. And coming away with a victory here tonight. So, yeah, this was really good. This was well done. One thing that I have to complain about is these guys recover really fast from concertos. It used to be like something that was really bad in the other brand. It used to be like, oh, this person's going to be stretched out. You're not going to see them for a while. Didn't I see like Adam Cole get one the other day? And like, here he is. A couple of weeks just ago. Just fine. Like, or, like, really? Like, you can't just lay those things in like that. Like in my day, you know, I'm gonna sound old. In my day, you would sell a concerto for weeks. They would show you in the hospital. Maybe they did a whole conscious. angle on the on the on the Dudley just getting concertos over and over again. Getting concerto will kill you, but no, here it's just like, all right, get him to the back, give him a sandwich and a pat on the back, you know. But uh, we'll that see. Some robitussin. Robitussin. <laughs> see, that's why he recovers so quick. They had robitussin back in the day. So. Up next, you get Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Andrade El Idolo and Malachi Black. Do you guys see a correlation here? What's the connection between Andrade El Idolo and Malachi Black? Do you know? Do you know? The Queen's and- Crown. <laughs> That's a good answer. I like that. That was better, that was better than your average. That was, that was better than your average multiple choice. Exactly. The Queen's Crown. Selena Vega. They they strategically put these two together because of their association with Selena Vega. I like that though because it was it was a team. I it it really didn't hit me until this moment. I was like, wait, they're in the same company. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I I get. Look, I have nothing against special needs people, and I'm about all about supporting them. But it's just very telling to me here that we know Cody's trying to stay a babyface despite the crowd not wanting him to. Pretty much the the story of heel season one, and uh. And they have his entrance beat. He comes out and he gives. What does he do? He gives a belt to a special needs kid. The weight belt. He gives the belt to a special needs kid. It's kind of like, look, Cody, that special needs kid is not the fans. And doing those things, this kiss your baby, shake your hand and kiss your baby shit he's trying to do, he, he has to turn heel, man. And what brought Cody Rhodes to the dance was joining the Bullet Club and beating up Kota Ibushi with the Bullet Club to the point where Kenny Omega was consumed with guilt because of what they were doing. Did he forget that that's how he became the American Nightmare? He was here being a bad guy with the Bullet Club. Like, why is he so against being a heel now that we have him over here giving belts to special needs people? And like, Cody, turn heel. They're booing you. Just go with it. It's going to be so worth it when he turns heel and this shows up in the promo package. You know, do something already. John Cena was the only person who I've seen who really never went against the grain when they started booing him. Roman, I guess, would be number two. And I was more the company. But I don't think it'll work the same for Cody. It's going to ruin the guy. Turn heel. But anyway, you can be heel lander. Yeah, he, he look at that. Cody's a good guy. He's like, you know what's funny? Isn't it weird how we keep comparing Cody to to freaking uh Homelander? Homelander, yeah, like Cody's like Homelander. He smiles. 
<laughs> he looks like him. He's dressed like him. He's trying hard. He has that smile that you can see underneath. You're a bad guy, motherfucker. Like he's smiling. You're you're a Homelander. You're not gonna fool that me, Homelander. That's what Cody should do. You're right. Since everyone's booing him anyway, and he's trying to be this heroic guy, be Homelander, man. This is perfect. Just fuck it. Everybody hates you. Keep smiling like that, but you're a bastard underneath. He's Homelander I'm, I'm now. You, I'm telling you, I've called it near now. He's slow. That's what the whole bit is. He's dressing like Homelander because he's going to be Homelander Rhodes. He's just going to become more and more heroic, but underneath it all, he's a bastard. This, this is it. We Think about how many months we've been on here saying he's becoming more and more like Homelander. <laughs> that's what it is. He's actually becoming holy. You are not a face, man. You are a heel. You you're just oh, the only one who doesn't. Maybe him not wanting to turn heel part of it. I, I'd like. I want to give credit and say he's homelandering it. It would make sense uh, because all on, the time they're kind of po- po- pointing to homelander. You're dressed in an American flag with America. an American flag tattooed yeah. on you. You're dressed in an American flag with an American flag tattooed on. You. The only thing missing is a cape and a mask. <laughs> it could be the Patriot too. We oh need a God. hero. Anyway. Oh, but one thing I liked, um, basically a story of this match, was Pac constantly tagging himself in. Well, Cody started it. As soon as the match starts, Mr. Just give the belt to the special needs kid. The motherfucker just tag him in and Pac's like, all right, you want to play this game? He slaps Pac's back right away. Like, oh, guys, like me, like me. Boo. This guy, dude. <laughs> you may as well have tagged <laughs> the special needs kid at that point. Like, Damn. You're not trying that hard not to get booed. See right here, like, come on, you're oh just being, stop being a bastard. He's the bastard, not you. Everyone's back tagging here, right? Everybody's pissed. Hey, hey, you tag me, yeah, I tag you, and then it causes the distraction, miscommunications. Cody doing his stuff here. What is this, a Ric Flair? See, what happened on Dry there? What the fuck happened? Hold on, you don't get away with that bastard. Did I did I not go back enough? We got to go to weird Andrade, awkward ass Andrade here. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. What is that shit? <laughs> Yo, I'm fucking crying. Watch what is this back. shit? It looks like a what fucking the TikTok. Fuck? Just... <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Behold. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what happened. Not even him. They're all just standing there like, what just happened, guys? That's what you know you've done a spot too many times where the first time it fucks up, you don't know what to do. Oh, man. Because he had that look. He had the, he, even he looked like, what the fuck has happened? He looked like he looked over to Cody like, did you see what went wrong? Like, we don't have a clue, man. We don't know. Pac looked really good in this, man. Pac looked excellent. I miss Pac, Pac so much. We need to have Pac every week. Did they not know that? Would they, did they forget? Don't let him go home anymore. There might be something else that locks the city down. We need him on this side. Right. There's a wife or something. Bring his people over here so he stops going. Like, really important to keep Pac. I feel like since the beginning, when they started this company, we've always had, like, intermittent Pac, right? Like, he's not around all the time. Whole, we, we find out that's the whole strategy. They give us Pac in doses. It's like, it's like a fucking Pfizer vaccine. You get first Pac, then you got to wait three weeks, and you get more Pac. I want the anti-vaxxers are going to start showing up out the fucking woodwork. Shut up. It's a wrestling show. Leave me alone. No one actually tags each other in this. They're just both back-tagging. Like, everybody in this match, <laughs> they're just back-tagging each other maliciously. You know, like that was the only kind of tag that you could possibly get. Pac really good with the acai moonsault here. Hits and both guys, then both catch him. Yeah. You get to see Arn. Look at this. You get to see Arn throw a punch in. Yo, Watch this. When he did this, in my mind, he pulled out a real gun. Boom! I had to look at his hand to see he didn't. Yeah, right. Armed Anderson. 
That motherfucker pulled his hand. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, jeez. Okay, it's just his hand. <laughs> and he has some good punches, though, you know? He has a good punch. He's an yeah. old man punching you. punches still look good. You know? An old man punches you here. Really good moonsault to the outside. They go into the black arrow right here. Oh, wait, not yet. Oh, into the oh he gets kicked there. That was cool. The t- Corkscrew plancha from Andrade El Idolo. Look at how he lands, man. That's rough. The doctor said, I'll be all right. <laughs> Rub some dirt in your big baby. You know, talk with the landing on the barricade here. Split legged moonsault by Andrade. Ropes. That's Look at that. That was German from uh, Pac. Mm-hmm. He's going up. Hey, Cody. Well, Cody got hurt then. He wants to be eating a big boot. Look at that Yakuza kick in the corner. And then that slingshot DDT that thing that he does. Nasty. I love that no one can get along here. This is going to work out great. Oh, Cody's okay. Good thing he is. You know, everybody was really popping for Cody. They still managed oh, to boom throughout this whole thing. You know, he's doing, does he get, you know, we got to look here. Does he get a pop for the dusty thing? It seems to flip flop and I got a pop. Because if he can't get a pop for the dusty thing, then yeah, it is time to turn heel. As does Malachi. And the familiarity is coming out now. A flip okay, flip. Yeah. It was somewhat torn. It almost felt like they didn't want to do it. It was like kissing your aunt. Ah, hi. <laughs> That one aunt that's like really, really old, like <laughs> Damn, you man. could go at any moment. Aunt, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that, that took a dark turn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know where that I came like this. from. I don't. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this was all over the place. Lots of cool sequences and stuff here. Lots of big boot kicks. That pump kick there. German suplex. You know, close count. Cody coming in. Look how dramatic. I hate this spot just because it always looks like you could break each other's necks. I think it's the safest I've ever seen anybody land on that spot. Yeah, I just kind of feel like it leaves too much room for error, in my opinion. You know, another big boot to the outside here. I love the way he takes it, man. He eats that whole thing. Look at the crowd. Oh. You could see the impact there. <laughs> you know, exploded to the corner. That poison Hurricane Rana. Black Arrow. One spot I, I did like uh, that we didn't see that was um, when Cody had, I believe it was Malachi in the figure in the figure four. And Pac tagged him and then hit him with a black arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool too. But uh, I didn't understand the ending. Like, why? Like, they didn't need to add this this thing. Like, I get it. These guys were hired a long time ago. Like, they literally brought this in. And why was it only freaking uh one of them, one of the FTR guys here? Look at this cash wheeler of FTR. Like, huh? Yeah, that was that was he. <laughs> the little hit and run was kind of weird. It because it was. This is the dumbest. This is one of the dumbest run-ins I've ever seen in my life. Like the guy, what what did he accomplish? Wheeler of FTR. Motherfucker <laughs> smeared his dirty He just hit him a couple of times and left. Motherfucker said no celebration for you. He unplugged his game right before the auto save finished. Oh my lord! You know what that reminds me of? I want to see if I could bring that up. Yeah, we're gonna we we might have a segue here. Oh god. <laughs> If I could get the proper scene. Side note, I love how the chat room still going on the on the fucking on thing. That is great. It reminds me of a scene from a movie, but if I can't get it, I want to bring it up because then no matter what, we can't have it. Oh my god. <laughs> nah, I can't find it. Ah, that would have been good. Damn. I think I think my, my wife probably knows what I'm thinking of. No, I don't see it. I'll bring it up another time. It will just remind me in the future because there's a, I don't I don't see it attainable on the uh I'm giving one more look before I eat any more time. You know what I was thinking? Now she knows what it was. Okay. Oh, I think I found it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> give me a minute here. Give me a minute here. We got to have a funny part in this. You guys know that. All right. We got to laugh sometimes. This was, for you, it was fucking fantastic, but we still got to have some funny. It's kind of our thing. Oh, man. Give it a minute because I'm pulling it into the system. But I'm, while we're doing it, I'm going to go back to this for a minute. Just to just to entertain myself a little bit with this again, because again, this I found that to be the weirdest thing about it. Just like he came out and punched him a couple of times, and then they brought up that Andrade had him on like a payroll, right? That motherfucker making minimum wage. <laughs> he said, "I don't get paid enough for a full ass woman." Nope, I get paid, and I give you a pat pat. Laying in shots, laying in a couple of shots that he's not even gonna remember tomorrow. He was just in a war. For a pat, pat. For a pat, pat, pat. That motherfucker gave you a mosquito ass woman. Said, "I'm gonna hit you just enough." And then I'm gonna leave. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me bring. Let me cue this up so that you guys will see. What oh, Lord, Don't I'm react till I get it on the screen, please. Don't react till I get it on the screen. God damn it. Okay. Let me fucking. Leave. Oh man. It reminded me of this scene from Conan the Destroyer. Look, this is the match, right? And then this is him. Look at Harwood came in. Look at Wheeler came in with his little knife and just. That motherfucker went there for the. I was there too. That was my friend. Anyone who doesn't remember that movie, Conan's fighting this big monster. He has to tear the horn off. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger because he's tearing it off. And then finally he's that, 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 And then the little guy he's traveling with comes with like a little dag up to the corpse and he stabs it again and plays the music again. Oh my God. Oh, when I saw that's the shit that went through my I'll tell you right now. The purpose of that was to make me laugh. Mission accomplished. I got to watch that movie again. I haven't seen that movie in years, but as soon as I just thought that, 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 he comes behind him. <laughs> like if he did something too. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> he totally missed the Satan. Did. <laughs> oh, oh, <man. laughs> that was good. All right. Anyway, so what were we up to here? We did next week at, uh, oh, did we do, uh, Britt Baker? We have not because Br- that's next. Mm-hmm. We somewhat changed the order because I think we did the super click before the code, even though we got them both out of the way. I don't give a shit. It did fantastic. Anything. But yeah, now we got Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD against Ty Conti. What are your thoughts on this? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I mean, as somebody who's been a fan of Ty Conti for a long time, I'm glad she got this chance. Yeah. Because it's probably the biggest opportunity she's ever gotten. Yeah, Ty came out in war paint. She looked like a true Brazilian MMA fighter. Um, it was easier to take her seriously with that look. Um, really solid offense from her. I did like her uh, pump that. kicks are fantastic. I'm used to them. The first time I saw them, it was a bit much when she hits the sequence of all three of them. But I do understand it now, and I do get it. Um, you know, she does look really good. I'm like, I like the fact they go more into her MMA background and stuff when they were doing like the video package yeah. and everything for this here. I like that. Uh, that hanging neck breaker from the middle turnbuckle there, curb stomp over here, or stomp depending on whether you're PG or not. We call it curb stomp here. We are men. Yeah, she gets the glove ready in order. Look, look at that nice ace crusher, right? 
Right, that was a John Laurinaitis. John Laurinaitis himself would have been impressed by that. He's probably kicking his ass right now for that nigga. Yeah, let's go back a little bit. I'm trying to get to the eighth crusher. Yeah, look at how beautiful she knows how to execute that picture. Perfect. That girl is very talented. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Like, yeah, the that, one thing that, they did point. Mm-hmm, God. Oh yeah, that, that freaking air raid crash was nasty. But one thing they did point out is that girl has an incredible record when it comes to her win loss record. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. she was she was riding a 25 match win streak up until this night. Mm-hmm. And like you were about to bring out, Destin, this air raid crash on the apron looks brutal as hell. Oh my God, the air raid crash! One. Oh my lord. Yeah, wild stuff here. What is this like a that gory girl. special? And then it turns yeah, transitions yeah, um, into a knee. The, the TKO. Yeah, so it's the gory special transitioned into a knee. I like the way that looks. I don't like the way Britt sold it there. That other girl, believe it or not, the one that sucks, sold it better on Dynamite. Jamie Hayter, like when she she went from the gory special, swung her into the knee, and she her arms and legs went flailing all over the damn place. You know, like so Britt just kind of dropped like a brick. Yeah, you know, still cool though. Still really solid stuff here. Yeah. Britt with her super one thing kicks. That, one of thing course, I like baby. that um Tay did is like we talk about how they focused on her Brazilian Jiu Jitsu background. Nice Beautiful pile driver. pile driver right there, which I mm-hmm. I didn't even know she does that. But um, when Britt would lock in lockjaw, she used her Brazilian jiu-jitsu to counter it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She and didn't we, try to reach for the ropes like everybody else. She rolled over Britt's body to get to the ropes. Yeah, Rebel on the outside, curb stomp on the steps, curb stomp in the ring, Time, more pump kicks. That's another thing. That she, Okay, now wait. She could have died here. Yeah. She, like, look, the way she came down, ooh. all knees. And she, you could tell she's not used to that spot. You got to be really careful with the way you come down from uh, what is that essentially trying to do? Like an yeah, Ari yeah, moonsault or, or, you know what I mean? Like if you're not a Charlotte Flair or you're not an, a Hangman Page, be really careful with this. You'll wind up dead, you know? Or you wind up like Hogan with two shitty knees, one or the other. Yeah, way worse than Hogan. Hogan wasn't doing stuff like that, you know? That's why he's still alive and old, you know? He's in great shape because he never took risk. Yeah, see, look at that. She used her Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu right there and then it backfired on her. Yeah, and then she winds up getting rolled up anyway. Because she, cause she rolled her up once before and Britt kicked out. So her, she made the mistake of going to it a second time. Mm-hmm. But no, that yeah. girl showed out in this match. Very solid match. Like, and it doesn't make her look weak fantastic. either. The fact that exactly. Britt needed she, to resort it, to pinning her and not like trying to dominate her like she does most people. In the case, she had to yeah. get her out of there. And it came down to the fact that Tay literally made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody came out. Everybody, even and I think um, she even said on social media, she said he basically, even though she lost the match, she still won in the end, which she did because she put on an incredible performance, better than I've ever seen of her, and like that just shows the sky's the limit for that girl. Like I love that when she came to AEW, they cut her loose and they said, if you think you're the best, show me. Like they 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 didn't let they didn't try to make a star of her. They let her try to make a star of herself. Yeah. They did a really good job, and this works really well. The question is, what's next for her? Maybe the TBS championship? It's a possibility. You know, but then we got Ruby over there, and pretty soon freaking Liv. <sighs> yeah, it's going <laughs> to... But she is... I think Tay showed that she is a threat for either of those championships. Yeah, absolutely. Like she's going to be and somebody to watch out for, no matter which title you have. And I want her to stick with that new look, not just on pay-per-views. Like, no, don't look like a piece of ass. No disrespect, but, like, that's what she normally... Most More people, when they're looking at her and her old look, they think, pe- like, sexy piece of ass that some sometimes comes out with a little kid. This new one looked like someone... It made me think of MMA and people getting killed yeah. in the ring and in the octagon. Yeah, I hope she sticks with it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we got CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. This may be the wrong Kingston, but still SOS. I hear them shouting. You know what I like <laughs> about this? And I think it's something we've critiqued WWE on numerous times. Even in the entrances, you could tell they didn't like each other. Because yeah. Punk did not do its clobber in time. That motherfucker beeline to the ring. They were serious as a heart attack with this. And I love the start. The start scared the shit out of me. The spinning back fist right there. I didn't realize what there. happened. Spinning back fist right there for anyone who didn't catch it. Before the bell even goes off, before the match is made official, Eddie Kingston gets in a sucker punch. In this- oh my God! And Punk goes down. Kevin on Kingston did lose. Yeah, of course he lost. As good as this match was, it's like, yeah, this was... But yeah, this this was absolutely fantastic. And I love that, like, you could tell that, that they sold it to where that affected Punk basically the rest of the match. And then Punk still gave permission to the ref. He's like, I'm fine. Go ahead. Let the match continue. And he like, takes it. Some, you know, he, he depends on himself being the veteran. You know. Yeah, solid stuff here. Punk back to shorts, huh? He wasn't wearing the long pants like it was the first time we saw him. I know he kind of mixes it up. It seems like he has three different attires he kind of rotates between. Mm-hmm. Because he has the regular ties, he has the long pants, and then like he broke this one out. I poke there, you know. I like this kicked on the outside on the apron. You know, Yo, they just the section. They just beat the shit out of each other. You know, yeah. There he gets. There's another person, another ring post bump here where we see color. I'm assuming he also bladed. I would figure he would. Yeah, figure, oh, I figured he did. Minor complaint once again with AEW is similar to the complaint I had before is the, the same thing happening in multiple matches. Two people eat the ring post and have the same forehead bump. Um, multiple people biting, you know, just things like that. They got to watch out for. You don't want the same thing to happen more than once. That's just still something they got to get a grasp with. But other than that, yeah, good stuff happening here. Um, and I look better with Punk, too. If I had to choose, I would have rather saved this for the Punk match and the Eddie Kingston match since it's the literal definition of a blood feud, a feud where there's nothing but <laughs> yeah. bad blood between the two guys. They didn't really need it in the other match. So it's like if you're going to have somebody, if you're going to have color in a match, do it in a match where the two guys hate each other like this, where you see it and it's convincing. Look at this. This is him about to go for the freaking, uh, the you can't see me. That's what it looked like for us. Which, uh, which he wound up saying, I think, sometime today. It was just a battle with people. It was just a what? Because you know people are going to sit out there like, oh, it's confirmed. Cena the AEW. Like, no. I was kidding when I said, would the people actually think that he was going for the You Can't See Me here? Yeah. <laughs> the five knuckle shuffle? They... <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, because he did the slam. Oh, you know what? It's, I mean, I hate to say it, but he set him up the same way, too. Like, he set him up and he that held was on his hand That was on And then the camera cuts in. He was about to, you can't see me. <laughs> Yeah, he did that on purpose because he knew that's what people were going to think. Oh, my God. I love how long he waited for. He just goes, fuck you. I would like to see that. That moment right there was cool because this was kind of a story the whole match. There was never a point when one had full domination over the other. Right. Yeah. Because Eddie's on his back and still defiant. There were moments where Punk was on his back and still defiant. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, really it, it was kind here. of um it, it's so funny that I have to go for this for a callback. It was kinda of like when they did um the Talking Dead after Negan kills. They talked about how Negan killed Abraham, but he didn't beat him. These guys beat the these guys Punk won the match, but he never truly beat Eddie. Yeah, and here's Eddie doing a jacking off motion, keeping it classy as always. To the to oh, the you can't see. Go me. to sleep oh, to the GTS right. He's called it a you can't see me. Nice GTS there, but he winds up knocking him towards the ropes, making him safe from a cover. I thought that was a cool way to prolong the match. Like, oh, you would have been dead there if he didn't recoil you into the ropes, keeping you safe from a pin. So now Punk's forced to fight more 
you know, good storytelling here. The elbows to the back of the neck, as you can see there, um, bringing them up for another GTS, nailing them there. And that pretty much being the end of the match as far as that goes. And then he tries to, to do the, uh, which I actually thought that's how this was going to end. But I thought there was going to be a sign of respect or something. But he still wasn't having it. You know, no, you're still an asshole punk and I still hate you. There's not going to be any coming to understanding between you and me. I hate your guts. Yeah. Which I think this is something I definitely want to see them do more with Eddie. Whether you have to bring people in to do it. But it seems like Eddie Kingston's best views are coming out of people he had a long history with because him and moxley of course they rose through the indies together and then kingston was the bitter friend and felt left behind now it's the guy he looked up to in roh 15 years ago and now they come together all these years later it seems like his best views are coming out of people he has long history with because i think he can really work with that true emotion yeah a lot of the ring of honor guys mainly you know yeah. Like, so like basically, maybe, when so basically when y'all when y'all decide y'all don't need Steen anymore, send him this way. We'll get another good one. Mm-hmm. And that, my friends, brings us to the tag team. What is this? The ten man tag team street fight. Yeah, mini street fight. Uh, you have the. Uh, there's a lot of people. You have the inner circle: Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Ortiz, uh, Santana, Sammy Guevara. Then you have American top teams: Andre Arlovsky, Dan Lambert, Junior Dos Santos, and the men of the year: Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Where was Paige Van Zandt? Probably doing her Instagram thing. That's another time. That's two strikes on you, top team. I mean, it it, it could have been worse. They could have brought the girl who was trying to talk shit about wrestling, like she's mattered. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember. We never talked about them on the main show, but there was another girl with them originally. Um, and it was like two girls, Kayla, she, or something like that. Yeah, and then I, I had an interview put in front of me that I listened to where she just shitted all over the business. And, uh, and it's like, bitch, you were the one person on the team nobody knows. And so I so I, I did what I would do. I didn't put it on here. I don't want to hear her shitting all over the business. So I screw her now. Now she's yeah. dead to me. So we didn't even cover that story. I mean, and let's, apparently let's be the real. company feels it, the same it, way. I don't even see her anymore. It, it would have meant more if it was Paige Van Zandt, a.k.a. the one everybody actually knows. To be fair, it was an interview before a match that she was going to have, like before an MMA fight she was going to have, and she knocked the other girl the fuck out. So, I mean, she is the real deal, but no need to shit on the business. Would have looked you're worse if you would have shit on it and wound up losing and wound up right back here. Because, you know, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, uh, Miss Kayla, us wrestling fans are kind of vicious. <laughs> we don't let you forget. They still boo Shawn Michaels in Canada. No, I'm kidding. But, yeah, we have the, uh, the inner circle against the... Uh, which you, UFC Junior Dos Santos is probably the most celebrated UFC champion, one of the most in history, right? Yeah, him and him and Arlovsky—they're the two most celebrated heavyweight champions because Ar- Arlovsky was winning heavyweight titles like back in the old days, like when it was like him and Tim Sylvia going back and forth. And um, of course, Junior Dos Santos was the guy who knocked out Cain Velasquez, and I believe was one of the not you know not even one of the first Brazilian champ um. UFC heavyweight champions, but definitely one of the more celebrated ones. Yeah. So they introduced Baron Von Rasky, old school wrestler from before any of us or our parents even existed, possibly. And uh, that comes into play later on. Minor complaint here too: if if this guy's going to get involved, don't introduce him in the match. He's going to get involved too. That way, later on when it happened, it's more of a callback. Like, oh, remember that Baron Von Rasky? He look, he is the match today. But you know, they yeah, maybe they like did. a couple of matches earlier or something like that. But he's probably not staying for the whole thing. It's probably one of those things they just put him out there for that. Well, that's just part yeah, of the entertainment business. I feel like being there for the whole show. Hmm. Anyway, you get the two teams that come out here. 
Rowski well, doing the claw. You get America's top team. Look at how well dressed they are, especially freaking Dan Lambert, right? Yeah. Get Jericho in the inner circle with their intro here. We start off with Sammy Guevara and my, the best pure the what's his name? Group here. Make no motion. Scorpio Sky, right, right. The only guy in America's top ten on the camera. Guevara looks really good here, as usual. You know, Scorpio Sky, solid as always. Get to see like a lot of Sammy's athleticism and uh, just high flying style. Santana was great during this entire thing, man. I really dug Santana. I love that they wear this war paint during matches now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. Of course, you're gonna have the Bullet Club guys that are gonna be like you stole. I think they actually did on social media say that they stole that. But uh, no, you didn't invent war paint. Sorry, Arlovsky actually looks good here for what they do with him. I have to say he's a he holds his own. Him using Hager smart since they're both MMA fighters. But yeah, he actually looks comfortable in the ring. Very fluid. Look at the way he gets him up with that freaking fireman's carry. Gets him into a back Samoan drop there. Then we tag in Junior Dos Santos whip against the rope double team shoulder yeah. block against Swagger or Hager rather. You know they both look really good. Then he tag in Jericho against Junior there, which was also very solid. You know, good exchange of blows between these two guys, which Junior's good at locking in blows that look really solid. Catches Jericho when he goes for the cross body, reverses it and brings it to a slam. You know, brings him up. You know, this was really good. Beautiful vertical suplex and a yeah. moon salt. Yeah, I moonsault. never he thought in my life I'd hear Junior Dos Santos hit a moon salt. Look, moon salt ish. I mean, yeah. I was gonna bring that up, moon salt ish. Because let's look at where he <laughs> like don't like don't don't hurt yourself, buddy. I mean, hey, that was better than looking at the fucking red velvet. Yeah, but you don't want to. You see what I'm saying? Like, be careful here, yeah, my he, friend. Yeah, he landed a little bit more knees on that one. Like, it's not as easy as it looks. Just a little bit. Yeah, it's like got a little more work on that, especially a standing. To start with a standing move, so have to be hard for someone who's new to the business like that. We bring in Dan Lambert to everyone's dismay because we can't stand the fact that he's here. Can he's Lam- just here to take bumps, though. <laughs> he's just here to take bumps. He's here to be the guy who they catch his little ass and take bumps. And the full fight breaks out. Of course, the ref Ar- Arby loses a bit of control between the two teams. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I love that they do that whole thing, showing his ass sequence where he has to basically be left by himself and he has to run around. What I like about this that. is that they did what Impact didn't do. Impact didn't let him get physical. Yeah. AEW let him like really get into the mix. Yeah, a lot of physicality here with the different weapons being incorporated. Hockey sticks because... Uh, I love how they pointed out stuff that was made in Minneapolis. Yeah. You know, Sammy over the top, of course, crazy. Didn't need to get caught, but didn't... didn't crash and burn either yeah i love the way everybody here goes for wild stuff hager even Hager's jumps. he doesn't really do any flip or anything he just throws his body towards them but hey that's cool too you know what was that that, he did? that was a prince logo prince who like prince Artist. prince yeah i thought that that was i wasn't sure though because i wasn't thinking there's any other yeah prince. that's what it was and look at that the, the bump the chair bump into the corner you know crazy stuff here what I liked about this, especially with the way the camera worked, it, it literally just looked like an out-of-control fight. It didn't yeah, it look like, okay, control. switch this camera to catch this fight, uh, switch to this camera. It just looked like the cameras were catching whatever they could. At times, they were. There were times. I'm glad you brought that up. There were times that what I was looking at didn't match the sound effects of the ass-whipping going on. Yeah, there know? was so much going on at one point. <laughs> like, I'm watching people sell and recover, and I'm hearing, like, what sounds like aluminum going, dunk, and ah, uh, like, somewhere else. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Like there's other stuff that we couldn't we just couldn't do at all. I don't blame them during these, but yeah, there was bad I, I shit like everywhere. I like that though because that, that added to it. It did. It added to the effect of it here. It literally looked. Look like at that a toaster. He put the. <laughs> I forgot he hit him with a toaster. Hit him with a toaster. Think about that. Not even a kitchen sink. 
a toast like new jack plunder shit right there <laughs> like you're never gonna see somebody else get hit with a toaster oh no i'm sure it'll be a thing now yeah when know? they go to minneapolis yeah like as a matter of fact um let me see if i could bring this up for you while we're here oh god yeah you should be oh god on this one oh god can i find this thing give me a minute bear with me there's another bear with me moment words some of the most terrifying words you can hear in all of talk brunch bear with me because that means some shit is about to pop up what i mean some shit is taking a sweet time popping up one or the other oh god i know i know i'm screwing it up where the fuck is it ah, i can't even get the damn thing don't ask yeah. me why my my system's like nope no where i we, we always find a way always find a way well, like jurassic park <laughs> really there was a jurassic park yeah. reference Yes. <laughs> it's just because I didn't think of it ahead of time. But yeah, there was an announcement. <laughs> oh um, There was an announcement about a new AEW member as a result of this. And this whole thing was just for that joke. So, there it is on oh. the screen. I'm going to share. I'm actually going to throw it over to YouTube. Oh, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> there is the newest member of AEW. Oh, why would you throw my childhood back at me like that? Do you know the memories you have just unlocked from that fucking movie? They didn't want it to leak. This was apparently going to be announced at Dynamite. But there you have it, guys. After the performance that we saw, after the performance that we saw at Full Gear, Brave Little Toaster is all elite. Yeah, I did send it to to Kevin. That's fucking what? You can't take that many bumps in a match and not get a contract, man. Right. So like I said, they got to extend Rampage by an hour. We got all these new people coming in. You know, you got El Idolo, you have freaking Rocky Romero that made his debut in Rampage, you got the toaster. No, all we need is Woodstock. <laughs> anyway, back to the match. So, uh, yeah, toaster becomes part of the match. Look at that. He's taking people out with the damn toaster. That's some shit, right? You know, you can't make this shit up. Well, I guess technically you can. That's They did. I guess that proves directly in contrary to what I'm telling you. You can make this shit up. I mean, hey, fucking... Jericho was taking people out with a water ski just now. So Yeah, I like that double cutter off the top. Uh, yeah, wow. Look at some of Guevara really is like a big star in this company, man. But yeah, stuff all over. Oh, it'll be time for some table bumps here. Superplex by Santana Ortiz. Height. Oh, fucking height. He did the Jeff Hardy. The Eagles edge. How are you going to hit someone with that just on the bare ground? Jake Hager's wife. So he starts messing with Jake Hager's wife. And here we come. It comes into full play. The claw. Jake Hager's wife. And there's the Baron. You claw your face. The Iron (laughs) Eat the page. After the Iron Claw gets. Oh, I saw that the fan got hit there. Fan got (laughs) clipped. Fan got clipped by the foot. After the Iron Ouch. And full front row seats be some shit. Full man. screen what? The, the fan getting clipped there? Sure. I'll go back a little bit so you can see it. Watch the guy in the red. After the iron oh. clog. That motherfucker said up close and personal. Santana! Crazy dives to the outside. And this was probably the favorite thing. Don't count out, let's shop beyond. 
shredding the chest of Dan Lambert. Just watching Dan Lambert get beat up and eating a line saw. Oh, wait, no. Junior Dos Santos. He's racing on the second row. And Dan Lambert's... No! That was close. You know, everybody held their breath. They thought that Dan Lambert was going to pin Chris Jericho. Like, oh, no. (laughs) Awfulness. (laughs) JDS gets one, too. Jericho doing good work with the Kendo stick over here. Stapler. Oh! I can't remember the last time. No, he went the other direction. Good Lord. Now, this was it. Jericho doesn't go over with a cold break. Or frog splash. Eddie Guerrero, frog splash. Jericho saying, I love you, Eddie. A huge, huge victory. Jericho got. Very, very good, right? That was the perfect way to do that. He didn't go with any move he's ever ended a match for, but he goes over with an old friend's trick. Mm hmm. Very cool, man. I'm glad that everyone gave tributes to Eddie like that. And, uh. Yeah. Eddie was there. Eddie was at full gear in spirit, and I think the the card reflected on that because everybody went full blast with this. Now, do we uh, do we see more of American top teams? Does this feud end? What happens from this point forward? You know, it's you could possibly we could possibly see more of them. Yeah, it's I wouldn't mind doable, it. but then again, that might be it. So. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm disappointed by the absence of Paige Van Zandt. I'd like to see her do something, even if not with the guys with the women. And I do like them being around. Um, other and stuff that ass. happened. All the stuff that happened here, we had snow ski bumps. There was a bunt cake pan. Like the bunt cakes, like the cakes that the parents brought in, in my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> we, we saw people get hit with shit I've never seen people get hit with before. This shit went to dead rising levels of like, I'm going to hit you with everything. Yeah, no, it was insane. It really was. So the inner circle, I'm glad because I heard that they were going to, you know, split them up. At one point, there were crazy rumors about that. And I'm glad that that was all nonsense. You know, because I kind of feel like they're we, the DX we don't of AEW. Stuff on teams after two seconds here. They're the closest you're probably going to get to a DX and AEW, you know? Yeah. Okay. Now there was a surprise. And you know what I love about this? What's that? There was not a single bit of indication that this was going to happen. No, there was not. Jay Lethal, guys, is all elite. I love that they gave him a black machine. I've always wanted to do that. Look, Tony, I'm here because I heard about some hidden, forbidden, open door. Well, I want to tell you and everybody else, I have found that door. I stepped through it, and now it is official. Jay Lethal is all elite. And speaking... And speaking of this open door, I heard there's an open challenge for the TNT title. So, Sammy Guevara, I think I'm interested in that. So how about me and Sammy for the TNT title this, well, I would like to do it tonight, but he just had a hard battle. So how about Wednesday night? Oh, how about that? On Dynamite Wednesday night from Norfolk. I think they do want to see it. I know Tony had a hard fuck. All right. Sammy. You're on. 
Jay Lethal, you're on. Okay, we're gonna try to restore some order here. There you hear it. Sammy has accepted the challenge. I love how he's like, we're gonna try to restore some order here. And all they did was stand there and, and, and cordially accept each other's challenge. It was like, what order? You guys have had people crowd diving on each other in the parking lots, pulling each other apart for seven days, and there's some order. The fact they came on, I accept. Good Tony God, that's like, chaos, Tony. Tony. Tony was like, we're not even going to let this shit get started. We're ending it now. He's just so so used to it being chaos everywhere. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony did that thing where you do something ahead of time because you anticipate shit coming. Yeah, right. He was in anticipation of the He was ready. He had that comment loaded into the back of his brain for when it happened. Oh, my God. Oh, too funny, man. But yeah, that's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a snag for AEW. Oh, it's 100%. I can't believe they have Jay and, Lethal here. And what I love about it is they gave him kind of like a take on his Black Machismo music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that's what he's going to keep, assuming he's there. But yeah, without with these Ring of Honor guys gone, um, you know, or with the company gone, rather, there's a lot of guys that are, you know, independent talent now, you know, free agents that they can whip up. And I think that that's going to be a big deal. And no, for those of you that are asking about an invasion, stop, please. I'm going to cut you off Can right there. Can we not do the same shit. old shit? Can you just think original for two seconds? I love Ring of Honor, but that being said, an invasion between them and AEW will be like if ECW invaded WWE without WCW. And even then it was diminished, but it's like they were... It would be like if W... And it's not really about the guys or about the quality of guys or about the number of guys. It's about the notoriety of the guys. And it's by no means no disrespect for them. We're a hardcore wrestling community. You guys are going to know about Kenny Omega and about the Young Bucks and AEW and Jay Lethal and all these other guys. Most people are going to know Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? I'll take it a step forward. Casual casuals are going to know The Rock and big names like John Cena and stuff like that. So taking that into consideration, as much as we all love Ring of Honor here, if you have Ring of Honor show up, there's a lot of people that watch Raw that are going to be like, who's that? Like, who are these guys? What is this? And you have to explain to them, oh, it's a company called Ring of Honor. It would be like if instead of doing Marvel versus DC, you did Marvel versus Valiant. Not even Image. Valiant. Anyone remember Valiant? If you don't know what I'm talking about, then that shows how good my point is. You don't remember Valiant comics? You just remember Marvel and DC and some of you Image. A lot of you don't remember Valiant. So right now, if I told you that Marvel was crossing over at Valiant, it would mean nothing to you. There would not be one character you would think, now this and this character can interact because you don't fucking know any of them. And it's not that they're good or bad. It's that it wasn't known enough for you to say, I can't wait to see this Valiant Marvel crossover. There's a lot of you that if I said Image was crossing over with Marvel, you wouldn't care. Because really, the mainstream people only are going to care about the big brands. Having AEW, who's already an image in a sense. I know everybody wants them to be a Marvel or a DC. They're already an image in a sense. Having AEW have an invasion against Ring of Honor, as much as I like them, would be valiant in the recognizable sense. In the sense that there'd be way too many people out of the loop that don't know who's invading who. The, the thing about doing an invasion is you want it to be top talent. That's the reason Marvel DC would work better than Marvel Valiant because you go immediately go, oh, cool, Spider-Man and Batman can interact. You know, oh, cool, Superman and Captain America can interact or whatever it is. But the point being, if I tell you Marvel Valiant, you're like, um, okay. If I even tell you Marvel Image, you're going to be like, who's going to be there? Vampirella? Gen 13? Who the fuck crossing yeah. over? You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm looking at it, it's like just because we see this i started seeing so many people about a ring of honor invasion and here's the thing just because it's people from another company that doesn't mean people need to invade 
Do you remember how sad it was when Impact did an invasion with the GCW guys? Or not GCW, with the GFW guys. And they were both acting like if there was an invasion. <laughs> you yeah, know, it, it, like, it was literally just Jared and like five guys. Like everybody thinks we're gonna get W, we're gonna get the Alliance versus WWE. It's not going to be the same thing. No invasion. Jay Lethal's here. Let's just be happy about that. Like holy shit! Just, just take things for what they are. Stop asking for unnecessary shit or shit you've already seen before that was cool at the time. Because then when it flops, you're gonna be sitting there bitching, and I'll be the one to be like, "But didn't you fucking want this?" Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, Jay Lethal's here. Welcome. You are all elite. Also, Toaster. Welcome. You also are all elite. We haven't forgotten about you, and your debut has not been undermined or overshadowed by Jay Lethal whatsoever. I'm still hyped about Toaster. Jay Lethal's good. Don't get me wrong. But well, we got a brave little you know, motherfucker, Toaster. We got Toaster though. Who else could say they have that? Your move, WWE. We got toasted. As a matter of fact, that's what I should do. I should take that image. I, actually, no, I, I should. No, no, I'm thinking what's going to happen. You say that we got toasted. WWE's going to get Panini Press. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to share out that image on Twitter. I'm going to tag WWE at WWE like your move, WWE, yes. with the toaster. <laughs> because first of all, I'm just going to fuck with the marks. That's my favorite thing in the world nowadays. I know they just fuck with them because some of them the marks will take stupid. it seriously, and they're going to put Mitch the Plant up there. They're going to be well. We had Mitch the Plant. I'm we like, had no, a, motherfucker. You had Mitch the Plant. We, we had the bunny that we had the, the the bunny that that got eaten. Remember that the, he got eaten by his owner. We got Pepper. We had Pepper. 100% yeah, grade A. Pepper. One hundred percent grade. <laughs> I love that that thing. That's so dark. <laughs> That's such a dark angle. Yeah. And now we're going to settle that shit in this ring. Oh, my God. Oh. He fed him his own dog, and now we're going to settle and it. What then, other place but to settle something like that? While he was throwing up. Not in court, but in the ring. That's the part that kills me to this day, is how you get your ass whooped in the middle of you puking. He didn't <laughs> wait till he was done. That motherfucker. And, and him puking up Pepper looked like the spit take that Triple H does. But it was the it was, it was the, like the half ass one. It was the grounded awesome. meat. Like, so it was like <laughs> as he's as he's beating him. I like that angle. Oh, they have Woods' See, trumpet. So we're gonna put Woods' trumpet according to Stasis up against Toaster. Woods' trumpet. He had like four or five of them. Fra- what was the name of it? Francesca. The first one was Francesca, and then it was Francesca, and then it was Francesca Mark Three, and then it was freaking Francesca something something Turbo, and I was like, okay, so up up down down. We I mean up up down down. New day we have we have Francesca, and uh. But in a yeah, circle, we have, we have toaster. In a circle, we have toaster. Those are some good, good allies. Anyway, AEW World Championship, the match that everybody's been waiting Main for. Event of the evening. This is two years in the making, my friends. And before we even get into it, the one thing that I do want you guys to see, the intro that they gave Hangman Page was one of the most dramatic intros. And it was so cool. The way this was done. The way the camera pans to him here. The way the crowd's already chanting. Look at that. Look at the camera view they use. It's one shot of it coming in. You see? That's really awesome, man. Like, this is cool. And then he's there on his horse. And you hear all the voices of, like, past stuff happening. Like, the whole lead up to this. The all 
had chills during this. song starts what a cool intro for a main event person you know right it's one of my favorite entrances in wrestling you know it just really feels like a really important guy's coming out like the champion's coming out and not just the horse but i'm even talking just the regular intro that he has you know That was one hell of a way to start a pay-per-view. 13-year veteran looking to win Our the main event match of his professional life. When he returns one month ago. So good, man. As the Joker in the casino ladder match. It was a reaction unlike almost any other I've heard here in AEW. To say Hangman Adam Page the fan favorite in this match would be the understatement of the year. No, no doubt about it, but the thing, the other thing we ought to consider is the inactivity of the number one contender. He comes in here in a short period of time, goes to competition, you know, and he does a phenomenal job, but he's, he's been rather inactive other than that. Yeah, that is how you make an entrance, my friend. <laughs> that was fucking great. That is the proper entrance protocol, if you will. So that brings us into the match. Kenny Omega, Hangman Page. And yeah, this lives up to everything that you would have expected from it. This is a match that tells one hell of a story, you know. And uh, I'm really glad that finally we're getting some sort of a momentum as far as him considering he's been gone and there's always been some sort of a delay and things going on. Omega taking that last walk to the ring. Adam Page. And to hear Hangman telling himself in the big matches. Yeah, but match overall, really solid stuff between these two guys. Um, a lot of the, the callbacks and the storytelling and the knowing each other too well, having each other's moves scouted. Um, what were your thoughts overall here? Good shit, right? Oh, this Good match shit. was absolutely amazing. A little too much Don Callis for me early on. Like, the leg grabbing didn't stop just there with that one spot where he distracts him. Like, he was all over the place, man. It's kind of like I really just wanted to see them. Nice um, spot there with that springboard and then the dive to the outside. But a lot of Don Callis here. You know, I wasn't too much of a fan. It's like, come on, stay out of this. Let them have this match. This has been they, this was here before you. You know, like before you were insane. Even though he was there since Kenny Omega was a little boy, right? He used to hold him on yeah. his shoulders. But it wouldn't like be Grandpa. If he didn't. Like his Palpatine. Nose and big ass Baltade in the- Yeah, of course. Yeah, Omega with the Terminator dive, solid there. Um, yeah, that spot where he does that into the moonsault. Yeah, but you can't escape, which I think is counter, which it doesn't usually happen. Mm-hmm. Fall away slam. You know, Tope Suicida, middle rope, um, page on him. Arihara moonsault against Omega here was also very look good looking as always. Nice brain buster out of Page. Uh, what was that? Like a sunset bomb? Avalanche yeah, sunset bomb Yeah, it was, it was bomb a here. sunset bomb and Hangman landed high. 
Yeah. Um, Snapdragon, three Snapdragons, third one being on the apron coming up, boom. And then from that, usually I love the psychology, which I talked about here, the Snapdragons, because then when the person gets in the ring, it puts them at good uh, level for the uh, the one-winged angel. So then he nails that in. Um, that was crazy. Like the way, There's a few more of these that you're going to see in here with these high, those oh, high-angle yeah. spots there. That Tiger Driver 97 also looked really good. Um, that was good. What was that? I was like an See, avalanche what I like blockbuster. About that, move, that was a move we saw moves do, but it didn't look anywhere near as good. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like a moonsault fall away slam. Yeah, I know Excalibur called avalanche blockbuster. I don't know how accurate that would be, though. This table bump. Let's go a little bit back on this table bump. Table doesn't break. Table bumps because they go to the to one side of it. Yes, but I, but I, I definitely don't it. take that one away from Excalibur because that move was so crazy. It's like, what do you even call that? Pop a bow bomb here. He goes for a buckshot lariat. Buckshot. Winds up winds up taking out the ref. So let me go. Oh shit! Because you know what that means. So now the ref is bumped here. Don Callis uses this opportunity to try to snake his way into the match and deal with him. He has a title. He's about to take him out with a title. He gets caught by Hangman, about to hit him with the title. So he goes to catch him in the distraction of catching him. Uh, we know that now Omega gets the advantage here. Goals misses with the title. Winds up getting hit with a... Uh, what is it called Dead again? Eye. Dead Eye. I was about to call it the uh, Rite of Passage. I'm used to Ring of Honor. I like Rite of Passage as a name better than Dead Eye, but I get the whole cowboy part. Aubrey Edwards comes running, which I'm happy because I was thinking I'd like her to be part of the main event. And I see now they saved her for the end. So she's coming in now to replace the ref that got hit by the buckshot lariat. But it's a close two count because she got there too late. Yeah, they, they do a really good job of like saving Audrey, Aubrey for a lot of the big moments. Yeah, they really do. So I like the way this whole thing came together here. And now the two of them are going blow to blow. Fresh ref, Aubrey here for the second half. We know we can rely on her and not the other guy that always gets screwed over. V-trigger on the on the ropes there. Um, the two of them nose to nose. Hard buckshot, Larry turning him inside out. Not necessarily buckshot, but just a hard Larry in a sense. And here come the Bucks. High angle German. Those two high angle Germans that we wind up seeing here. This is what I'm talking about. Like those look crazy. Look at how look at how these guys land. Those were like high as in like top of the head high angle. Yeah, two high angle Germans here. Then there's the other one. They both take the same bump from one another. Then the Buckshot Larry countered into the V trigger, bringing him up into his shoulders for the one winged angel. Counter that brings him up for his own one winged angel and manages so, to nail what him I like with his about own move. That is mm-hmm. they always talk about the fact that nobody's ever kicked out of it. Leave it to Kennedy to be the only one that can kick out of his own move. Yeah, he kicks out of his own move because you're always going to kick out of your move when somebody else hits your finisher. You know, it's very rare to you do. So he kicks out there. Buckshot Larry to the back of the head, you know, comes in for one to the front, brings him down, and Bye, that is God. it. Boy, it was a long route. And Daddy's coming home. Here's the Dark Order. Dark Order shows up. Embrace this whole group, illustrious future. And there's I love the fact that was like a callback to the fact that like, you know, we knew he had the drinking problem in story. By the way, disclaimer, I've never heard them say that the actual person, just the character in the story had a drinking problem because I kept hearing people say, how do you have someone who has a drinking problem? Have that in the storyline. I've never heard that the actual, I've never heard he has an actual, it was, in the, it was the character. You see what I mean about kayfabe? Jesus. But anyway, I like the fact that here the Dark Order offers him a beer and he slaps it to the side and instead he prefers a heart. looking for thinking about to be in Norfolk, Virginia Wednesday night. Thank you very much. Yeah, so really cool. Really happy. Send the crowd home. Happy ending. Fantastic match. Great story told. Kenny Omega, I needed a break. I was getting burnt out on him having the title, to be honest with you. He'd had it for long enough. I mean, it kept kind of the interesting little tradition. I almost want to call it tradition 
with uh, the world champion where the world champions always seems to beat the previous holder's record. So it's like he'd already had his own record set. So it's like he doesn't need to have it anymore at this point. Yeah, exactly. And it was long overdue for freaking Adam Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was. This was this was something where he needed to get it here or it would the timing would just never align. So what yeah, happened? So now? Yeah, Cornette, it wasn't too late. What happens now? What do we do next? Do we run it back with Kenny Omega? Does the feud I feel like continue? they have to run it back at least one time. I would let it cool off, and I would have him fight other people. But the question yeah, is, yeah, I can see that. Maybe like Omega disappears for a little while. Hangman a good runs time for him to disappear. A couple of challengers, and then they come and they come back around to it. But yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but I, I don't think like <laughs> people wonder why I always give AEW a little bit of flack when it comes to certain things. Let me hit you with a date real quick. August 13th, 2019. That was the very first AEW World Championship match. That's what Chris Jericho and Adam Page battled to find out who was going to be the first champion. We all remember, Page came up short. Here's the thing. That was also the last time Page was ever in a champion, in the world title match. I, kept tell, I keep telling people, with AEW, the thing that makes them so great is that they literally, all they ever ask for is just Bear with us because they asked us just to stick around. And for and 824 days later, they said, congratulations. Here's the fucking reward for not quitting on us. We gave you what you fucking wanted. And that was Adam Page with that AEW World Championship that he's been chasing since day one. They haven't let us forget that he's been hunting that damn belt. And they finally gave it to us. Not for business, not for investors or all this other shit. They gave it to us because that's what their fan base wanted. And all they asked for, for is to just bear with us. We got you. Well, I don't I, know about anybody else. That sounds like a pretty good deal. Bear with us and we got you. And they kept their word. And honestly, I have felt very entertained by, by everything that they've been doing. You know, I feel like the company overall, including Toaster, you know, you keep forgetting, you keep forgetting about him. You know, but I feel like the company overall, especially Sir Toast, uh, have done like a really good job. <laughs> yeah. But no, no seriousness. Have... Like I like I do. I, I am amazed. I never thought that it could be as good as it is, you know, and it's even better. That's, see, that's that's the thing what I've enjoyed with because this is why I, I think it's I think it's the thing I'm starting to hate when it comes to those purists that refuse to like anything. that's not WWE. You wait for stuff for years with them, and I hate to be that guy right now, but I have to be in this scenario. We'll sit there and wait on something forever, and not only will they never give it to you, like we'll talk about people who um, were subscribed to the network since day one. They still haven't gotten any kind of shit reward for that. Yeah, which we've talked about before. There's, just like they just, it seems like there's never a payoff for being patient with them. Whereas this company. They have on numerous occasions with numerous things just literally just basically said, just bear with us. And they've rewarded people for sticking by them and bearing with them, whether it's bringing over somebody they wanted, whether it's giving us something like Adam Page as our world champion. Well, I mean, we're sitting basically now we're going to have Adam Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. And yeah. we got it. Why? Because we just bared with them. That's what I want in my fucking wrestling company. I could give fuck all about your investors or your ratings and all those other bullshit. I want to be rewarded for never giving up on you. And that's what this company has done time and time and time and time again. 
No, I can't argue with you there. This company has never let those fans forget for a second that we are here because of you, and we are going to thank you every chance we get. Yeah, you, you're right, and it's uh, we're gonna go into it tomorrow. I want to make it a thing tomorrow, but you know, there's gonna be more answers about what's happening when it comes to the business and this company and companies in general. But you're right, this has been a safe haven, really, and they've preserved a lot of the things about wrestling, and you know. We're not, we don't have to go into the long term, uh, the ratings of last week or the ratings of this week. I live in the moment. And right now, they have one of the best pay-per-views I've seen in recent time and easily one of the greatest pay-per-views I've seen of all time. Oh, yeah. full. And what I like about this is with these pay-per-views, when they roll around every year, each full gear is better than the last one. Each revolution is better than the last one. Each all-in, each all-out, each double or nothing. Every time this pay-per-view rolls around, they try to outdo the previous year. And so far, they have a pretty good record of succeeding. Yeah, if you didn't enjoy this, then this is probably this business is probably not for you, entertainment-wise or anything else. Because uh, yeah, this is that's about as good as it's probably going to ever get. And I think we'll, we will see a lot more of that. But to me, that yeah. was fantastic. They're going to try to outdo this. That's the scary part. They will try to outdo this. And you know what? Maybe they'll imp- impress me and do it again because I never expected them to do this, let yeah. alone have a this to outdo. Like they have their hard times. They have the times where we don't necessarily agree with what they're doing. But the thing that's so cool about this company is it's always one of those things of like we're going to try to give you something that we actually think you're going to like. It might not always work. But understand, we are trying to make sure you guys are happy. Not just, ooh, it made Tony laugh in the back. Let's do it. Exactly. No arguments here, man. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was some. It was fun to be able to sit and watch something that I didn't have to overstress about. I just got to sit and enjoy the event. You know, like there wasn't really much to it except them telling us the story that they told us we were going to get. And they gave us exactly what we wanted at the end. Something that they do that fans have they know people have been waiting for two years, eight hundred and twenty four days to see that guy get his moment, and they gave us him that they gave us that moment. Because yeah. what what we didn't mention that was actually very cool when he went for the second buck shot, the Bucks gave him almost that celebratory nod, like take it. Yeah, and right, I'm glad you brought that up. That's something that I didn't bring up, and it's important. Good, good catch. That's the one thing that we missed. The ending of this match was in a sense a callback to uh to the old story between Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi in New Japan Pro Wrestling where when they grew apart and Kenny joined the Bullet Club AJ Styles was having a match um against Kota for the World Heavyweight Championship and Kenny Omega being a new member of the Bullet Club was torn between his friendship with Kota and uh what was happening with him joining the Bullet Club he gets up on the apron to interfere in Bullet Club fashion to basically cause uh him to lose the match and for Coda for AJ Styles to win over Coda and when he gets up there him and Coda lock eyes Coda on the top turnbuckle about to hit his move and him at him at on the apron and essentially that distraction is enough for AJ to hit the Styles clash and go over and you can see Omega's torn what I like is they sort of did a reverse version here in AEW where Matt Jackson comes out with Nick and he's at ringside and he doesn't do it he hesitates and that's probably the reason why Hangman was able to win the match. And he does like a slick almost nod to him. Yeah. That was really cool. It's like, like so kinda... cool cuz it's like it shows he never they never forgot their friendship. And it was like my friend gets to have his moment. I'm not going to take that away from him. And there was a part during this. I think it was either during this or during the uh 
the buy-in where backstage they he, they run into each other and he tells them you know he apologizes i'm glad we also didn't we didn't bring that up but he says look guys you know i messed up i cost you guys the tag team titles i was a shitty friend um but you guys did cost me the world title now we're even but then he tells them you know like if you guys cost me the title out there you know like i'm gonna take care of you in a sense and uh they heeded those words you know like as a matter of fact like you see Matt and Nick get visibly upset and then Matt does one Matt does one of those things where he kind of goes turn the cameras off turn the cameras off and that's the last we sort of see so they did bring that full circle later on in the night where he comes out and he doesn't do anything very good storytelling guys very cool excellent all right well this has been a blast I hope you guys were able to enjoy talking about this if you didn't have fun you have no soul Mm -hmm. that being said don't forget we have tons of stuff in this community on this network things that we're going to be doing including tomorrow night following monday night raw 11 30 p.m eastern standard time is the flagship show for this network talk brunch live where we'll be reviewing the week of news dirt sheets rumors and banter as well as going over some of the weekly results with that i'd like to thank the live community that has hung out with us in this last minute unannounced rescheduled post show willie v2 eb gamer cool ice cabby guy stasis dreams cax ips 06 spartan jesus uh miss missy as well as those of you that will be listening to this on demand in all the popular places podcasts are found including spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, TuneIn, stitcher google podcast soundcloud as well as the live video feeds via facebook and twitch ladies and gentlemen you've been listening to talk punch live episode 491 this has been your AEW full gear 2021 post show hosted by myself rick Dara, aka captain brunch and my co-host destin soul glow frazier on that note we're out of here the way it was worth it. Grass Adam, this year. Shut it down.